So Fuzz, are you ready for this three and a half hour ride of fun with us? No. I mean, I'm all aboard the hate train, baby. I drank my haterade this morning. I'm ready to get the hate on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Bungie has provided you ammo today, sir. To be fair, I looked it up. He was last on the show last year around the same time when Solstice was around. And I didn't go back and listen to the show, but I'm pretty sure he was angry then. So he's kept the rage up for the whole year. Well, I mean, Bungie hasn't really curbed it, hasn't sated his anger yet, so why wouldn't he be? I mean, it's not like Bungie's really done anything to meet my expectations. It's just been disappointment after disappointment after random gun nerf after reinstatement. Yeah, which is what this week's rant is about, guys, so buckle up and wait for that. So it's welcome to two respawns and a sighing night demon this week. <laughs> Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, for starters, we're not streamers or YouTubers. We just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 info, news, and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email at twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. So, welcome to the show. I'm Night Demon, joined by Respawn, and still away for another week, because he still thinks he's, he can have more holiday than the rest of us put together. How dare we are now, Yeah, I know. Parody is he's going to pay for it when he comes back. He's reading the whole twab for the next six years. And so, no, that means our viewers are going to pay for it. Don't make him suffer. <laughs> Parody is just the worst. <laughs> it is. When it comes to reading, we need someone literate to read it. Jiminy Christmas. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, that kind of person, we have brought in a substitute parody for this second week in the row. And um, back by popular demand, it's Fosco. Hey, all. Thanks for having me. I'm ready to, you know, get on this party and start bashing on parody. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Parody bashing to the extreme. So quick introduction, Fosco. Who are you? I am a, at this point, greatly disenfranchised Destiny 2 Raider. Okay. Who's got something around 1,500 hours of playtime. I've done every in-game activity you can do. And uh, or are you asking more like personal stuff? No, that's fine. Yeah, you can tell, whatever you, you can like tell time stuff, if you like. What was it like growing up? <laughs> Did you have a happy childhood? Yeah. <laughs> Does it affect your Destiny gameplay now? Well, it all started when I was about six years old. <laughs> my grandfather got me my first BB gun. Mm. And we started building snowmen in the backyard. And we, dra we dressed them up as aliens. And I think that's where my love of shooting aliens started. Tender age of six. Is that true? Did you really dress them up as amazing. aliens? Sure did. Put sticks on their heads like antennae and was a big fan of the old Mars Attacks movies, if you recall those. I yeah. do. Me and my kid watched one the other day. Still good. Yeah, I like Mars Attacks. My kids didn't understand it. They were like, no, we don't get this and just walked out of the room. I was killing myself laughing when they went, but no, they just didn't like it. Do it again? What were they I'm doing? I'm not doing it again. What? No, I didn't hear you the first time. I need you to say it again. Never mind. 
And I'm currently sitting through a nice slog of Vanguard tokens. Cool. I started I started at a balmy eight and a half thousand tokens, and over the last couple oh. of days I've whittled it down to about two and change now. Two thousand? Yeah. So that's a good reminder for everybody else out there, isn't it? Go through your Vanguard tokens and, and burn the Matzavala and get shards for it, basically. The weapons on basically. that. How many shards do you have now? Uh, three and a half, three thousand four hundred eighty-eight. <laughs> wow! Oh, yeah. After buying all this stuff uh, for leveling up armors and this and that and the other, I'm down to five hundred. <laughs> Damn! You're not that poor. You're I fine. am that poor. No, I am. So, so far, you... expensive. Fuzz, you still play the game regularly, don't you? I do. Yeah. And um, you've got some good opinions on the game. Good feedback for Bungie here. I don't know if it's good. It is feedback. But it is feedback. Oh. <laughs> well, we can get into that just in a bit later, can't we? But first, I can go through next week in Destiny with you guys. So Solstice of Heroes continues with Grandma Stranger Danger in the tower. So go and visit her to get started. We can stop Perithian in the modular mind in the weekly Nightfall Strike. And if you're unsure about... What that is, that is the inverted spire strike because they didn't want to name it this week. So that would be your grandmaster for this week as well. And Lord Shax will bring Clash to the Crucible, so make him proud. And Clash is just basically team deathmatch. Go in, get the kills. That's it. Best mode ever. Throw more grenades, Guardian. No, that's mayhem. <laughs> you heard me. I said grenades. <laughs> Okay, you heard him. Go throw some grenades. All of the grenades. If you have grenades when the match is over, you've done something horribly, horribly wrong. And we have, we are up to week 10 in our Eververse calendar and our seasonal challenges. And they've updated the Eververse calendar for the Solstice. So I can now go through everything that's on the calendar. So we have the Moat Juggler, which is the emote, the exotic emote this week coming up for silver so that's going to be a thousand silver and apparently the micro mini um, sparrow that was available for the last couple of years that you could get with bright dust is only available this season or this um, solstice for silver and that's going to be i don't remember how much that's going to be that's going to be 800 silver then we have the buoyant trap ghost shell which is the blow up shark ghost shell looking thing that's available for silver this week coming up, which is 600 silver. And then we have the roller dance emote, and that's going to be 500 silver. And then we have our power rising emote for bright dust, and that's 3,250 bright dust this week coming up. We have the predator sun shell, which is 2,850 bright dust. The golden rider sparrow, which is going to be 2,500 bright dust. We have the oiled algae shader. So this is a good one. I, I recommend getting this one. This is the one that Parody went on about for quite some time, wasn't it? That made the Titans completely shine. Do you remember this one? Not just Titans. Every class was like the sun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that for, that's for 300 Bright Dust this week. We have the Breathe In Emote, and that's 3,250 Bright Dust. We have the Shader Shell. That is the ghost shell with the large sunglass glass on its face. That's 2,850 Bright Dust. Uh, last year's Sparrow, 
which is the one that looks like the Indiana Jones boat from um, Last Crusade. And that is for 2,500 bright dust. We have on Gilt Wings, which is another sparrow, and that's 2,500. We have the Sweltering Heat Emote for 700 bright dust. The Breach Header 6, which is your ornament for the Merciless, and that's 12,050 bright dust. And your Crab Projection, which is 500 bright dust. So that's next week, number 10. I gotta say, Night Demon, that Micro Mini Sparrow is probably my second favorite Sparrow of all time that Bungie's done. Mm. Second I favorite. Think it, I think it's Respawn's favorite. My my favorites are the sharks, but as far as like hilarity value, yeah, no, it's 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 funny. I like it. But my favorite sparrows are the ones with the sharks on them. So. Oh, plus it takes the shaders really well. You can throw that safety or the bumblebee on. It's just just that bright ass orange or yellow in your face. Yep. Or you throw a red on there, and you look like you're the mini red baron just cruising around, or a very angry Donkey Kong from Mario Kart. See, what you could also do is this a legendary version of that Sparrow, the mini, and it's got a little point on the front of it, and I have that one, and it's a 160, and I painted it to look like a, to look like a yellow jacket. So it's a mini Sparrow with a stinger, and it looks like a yellow jacket. I think that is hilarious. So if the mini one is your second favorite, what's your favorite? Oh, see, it's got it's the about time. Not about time. Schedule the pause. Always on time. That's always on time. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I like that one as well. Because when we were uh, writing constantly, that yeah, uh, that was that was that was the sparrow to get as a drop. Indeed. It was probably the most fun and satisfying Sparrow to earn. Yeah. How did you earn it, Fusco? Well, I got it from a drop from the Scourge of the Past raid from that delightful little Sparrow Servitor run, which is probably still my single favorite raid mechanic Bungie's introduced in Destiny (laughs) 2. (laughs) And then they vaulted it. And they said, ha, 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 you're having fun. No more fun for you. Right. But the reason why they had to do that was because they had to clear out that quarter to put the elixir in. So, you know, be fair. It was to, to shelter the elixir. There's lots but, of other things they could have gotten rid of no, than the one fun raid. No, they had to get rid of it. They had to close no, that's, it down. That's, that's fine, but they could have reused that mechanic since they love recycling material so much. They could have recycled the fun bits. Instead of taking the hackneyed Sparrow nonsense they have for Deepstone Crypt, of which nobody likes. Wow. Speaking of raids, um, you didn't mention it in your intro, but Fuzzco is the PC unofficial official raid leader. He's, He's the guy we all look to when we try to put raids together, and normally he's the guy who's in on the raid. And um, he's also the Sherpa. Of Sherpa. So whenever somebody on PC needs to learn a raid, Buzzco is the guy that teaches them. And whenever we all have crossplay and we have all of our Xbox players that start playing with the PC players, especially for the raids, Buzzco is going to have a lot of time. It's going to have freaking... a breakdown. Exactly. Yeah. He's Teaching a whole it. lot of night demons how to do a raid no, when they be... do the literal no, opposite of what you tell them to do. No, don't be nasty. The it's just, it's just like going to be me. the return of Angry Raid Dad. 
and he's going to tell you what to do. He's not going to be mad at you. He's just going to be really disappointed when you can't tell your left from your right. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I figured that out already, dude. Why you got to bring that up? <laughs> or you know, using more mind cells on oracles. That happened once, and then I took it off, okay? And I was the one that figured out what was causing it. Thank you, sir. And I addressed the issue, all right? Ah, see, you think that one's you. There are tons of people in LFG who still use Wormine Cells on Oracles and absolutely <laughs> Well, if you can't learn after the first time it happens, you don't deserve to be rating. I'm sorry. It's a public service announcement. Sponsored by Fuzzco there. Don't yeah. use more mind cells in the oracles. Yeah. On class. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Very bad idea. <laughs> it's a good way to make your entire raid hate you. Yeah. So, week 10. We're on the final week of the challenges for Season of the Splicer. And we have a couple just left in the database. There are four for this final week. Um, and that will give you at least another... I think we've got another six weeks left of the season, haven't we, Respawn? If you have a look at your season pass, you'll be able uh, to... Yeah, it said like 48 days, something like that. It says... Season pass says 45 days, 45 two days. hours. Yep. There you go. So by the time you hear this, we've still got about 40 days left in the season to complete all 10-week challenges. So we have split focus, which is defeat combatants with melee, grenades, and super abilities. Bonus progression for combatants defeated in override or expunged. And that will give you four times extra large XP. And I think it's up to 250 data decryption that you get from that. Uh, Threads of Light defeat combatants in override while wearing Season of Splicer armor with bonus progression for each subsequent piece equipped. Additionally, deposit data motes in override. And that will give you four times XP and the decrypted data as well. So those are those two big ones. And then you've got Explosive Collaboration. Uh, Collaborate explosive weapons, grenade launchers, and rocket launchers. Bonus progression against Guardians. And that's four times extra large XP and Bright Dust. And then Elemental Gambit. Complete Gambit matches with each Elemental subclass. And that'll probably just be a tick box of do one with Solo, do one with Arc, do one with Stasis, etc. And that'll give you four times extra large XP and some more Bright Dust. And that's your final week of challenges. Bazaar and Bazinga. Probably and, shouldn't use that. Just huzzah. And above, as we went over last week, the YouTuber above has got his Grandmaster Guides for the Nightfalls. He's, I've updated the Fallen Saber Strike that has just been this last week. Um, he's still got his Guides for the Inverted Spire that is for next week, and I'm guessing he'll update that again once he's done that run. So keep an eye on that, but they are in the show notes if you want to have a look at that. Um, Cheese Forever has also got an easy solo Warsat available for the uh, Fallen Saber Strike. So you can open this every single time, even on the Grandmasters with this cheese. And that's in the show notes. Then we have the Lost Sectors for next week, Monday, the 12th of July. We have Abontis on the moon, giving you his K1 Revelations guide for legs. They'll be up. Tuesday, the 13th, we have PV Shifty on Europa in the Concealed Void. And that will give you your gauntlets that day. Wednesday, we have Time Sausage Gaming Channel on Europa in Bunker E15, and that'll be your chests. Thursday the 15th on Europa again, Time Sausage Gaming has got Petition, and that'll be your helmets for that day. Friday the 16th will be Abontis again on the EDZ in the quarry, and that'll give you your legs for the second week, for the second time that week. 
Saturday the 17th will be Abontis again on the Scavengers Den on the EDZ and that will give gauntlets. And then Sunday you've got the evacuation site on the EDZ and that will give you a chest and it's by Legionless. And again, as Fuzzco pointed out at the top of the show, reminder, start using your Vanguard tokens before the end of the season. There was a quick notice flashed up on the screen this week for every Guardian that logged in, I think past Wednesday, just reminding you if you've got tokens, go and burn them at Zavala just to get those kind of um, used. Otherwise, they'll be useless at the end of the season. And a quick one, uh, Bungie Day. They gave us the Raman code for the uh, emblem uh, I can't remember what it was called. What was it called? It was the ramen? Spicy ramen emblem, wasn't it? Spicy ramen emblem, that'll do. Yeah. So if you want to input that into the Bungie Rewards, if you go to the Bungie page on the website and go to Redeem Code, it's Yankee, Romeo, Charlie, Charlie, 3, Delta, Yankee, November, Charlie. Look you knowing phonetics. I'm proud of you. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. That was that. So I have a question, because I've redeemed it, right? And I apparently had a bunch of other stuff in there to redeem from raids I've done, right? Yeah. I redeemed these codes, but they're not in my inventory. They're not in my postmaster. Where are they? I believe if you go into the general tab in your emote, not in your emotes, in your emblems, uh-huh. you should find it in there. But won't they be all lit up and shiny like, hey, you got a no. new one? No, it doesn't. No, they're not. No. Uh, okay. So they're probably in there. I just didn't see them because nothing was shiny. Gotcha. Yeah. And it should be on the last page. They kind of add them to the last page of the that part of the book. Have a look. Well, we're live Having on the a look. You show people on oh, the street. Live. Okay. So it's not there. Okay. Flare. There we go. Um shader. Oh no, here it is right here. General. Emblems. Emblem. Oh. Bop. And yeah, there it is. A classy order. Oh. There you go. It's under the general tab. Look at that. Yeah, it is. And it wasn't shiny or anything. Which I think it should be. Oh, and there's my heart emblem from forever ago that I never knew. <laughs> you just All right. Finally found it. <laughs> there you go, guy. Don't know. It, it doesn't light up for you. You just kind of have to look for it. Oh, anyway, moving on. So, yeah, we had Bungie Day this past Wednesday, just before the 12, the, on the 7th of the 7th. We had Bungie Day, and they went into some detail about what's coming. They are excited to tell us some news. There's going to be a save the date for August 24th, a Destiny 2 showcase for what's coming up for season of whatever, whatever it's called. Uh, is whatever, isn't it called? Redacted? Because yeah. it's so clever when they keep using that same line over and over again. It's, it's probably redacted, but you know. Survive the truth on August 24th. Um, so save the date and they'll probably tell us more about the Witch Queen. Maybe more about what's coming after August 24th and, and beyond in the next uh, season that we're getting. Um, they also tell us about the Bungie Foundation and how much money they wanted to raise. I, I do believe they did post on Twitter that they have reached most of their goals. There are some emblems available. And there's a Bungie Foundation emblem with a heart on it. There's the Circadian Guardian emblem. There's a new buoyant shell 
that's available. It looks like a um, like a balloon, basically, with a heart on it. Uh, there's the tiny, yeah, tiny tank emote, which looks pretty cool. Um, and then there's some cool art and merchandise available on the Bungie store. So if you want to help raise some money for them. And then if you missed the code that I read out for the spicy emblem, then they do have that on the page. And I will link that in the show notes if anybody does want to have a look at that. So yeah, happy Bungie Day. Yeah, I, to I totally missed that code. I'm going to have to put that in later. Well, we have it in the chat. We have that code with a bunch of other codes in the chat. Well, you do. It's your special I one. I do? Yeah. Oh, it's my special one. Well, then I'll just post it while I'm here. I have been really bad about entering in codes on the Bungie reward site. But are, you, are you an emblem guy? Do you really care that much? Uh, I got my emblem unlock from that Ava 1 event back when Black Armory was a thing. Got my Prometheus Lens Day emblem, and after that, I just kind of didn't care. I know I know what you mean, Fuzzco, about the emblem. I, the Black Armory one. I, I did the that secret code to get the ghost shell, the emblem. Um, I did the... I think it was the outbreak mission to get the ship um, and the schedule of the past to get the sparrow. So I've kind of got the full set and I'm pretty proud that I've got the full set of it and I haven't taken it off since. So I think I was, I said I was going to keep it on for a good year. Oh yeah. It, it's like, I put in the time and effort to earn those and they oh, yeah. are some of my favorites. They look cool. The effort was worth the, you know, grind. Yeah. That, that black armory puzzle where you had to kind of go through those seven different waves to i think that was to get the ghost shell wasn't it and the emblem that was so hard yes it was that was such a pain but you it did it was it was definitely worth it yeah mm -hmm. uh pale rider peace pipes and i sat through on a, a saturday afternoon and slogged through it it was a good time wow. i think bungie should do that more often with like you can go and do this part of this quest or you can go and do this raid and do this lost sector and you can literally kind of collect the whole set of like the ghost the sparrow the ship the emblem and and kind of tie it all together because it looks pretty cool when you've got the full set but they haven't really kind of capitalized on that as much no, why would they? No. i mean i i really enjoyed like the uh the whisper mission and getting the thousand wings and like i they tried to do it with uh, the hawk moon one and I, I got that ship as well, but it, I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't feel the same as the way the other ones did. It didn't hit, didn't hit the same, you know? No. I mean, there are certain things in Destiny 2 that don't hit the same way as that Destiny 1 did. And I can't quite... Like all of Destiny 2? Uh, no, no not, <laughs> not all of it. But there are certain things that they did so well in Destiny 1 that they haven't brought over into Destiny 2. Or they've tried to reproduce it, but kind of how... They haven't kind of hit that mark of how they did it in Destiny 1. Ooh. Do you have an example in mind? I'd say raids. Mainly raids. Because I remember raiding weekly for doing... Um, I can't remember all the name of the raids. But, you know, Kingsfall, I would do religiously. Um, and then... Wrath of the Machine? Wrath of the Machine. There you go. I remember doing those ones over and over again. And I can't remember... I mean, I had all the armor, I had all the weapons, but it was just kind of, I just enjoyed doing it each week and I'd do it on all three characters. And 
I think the the priority now seems to be shifted towards I've got to get my light up. I've got to get my artifact power up to do the see if I can get in that final week to do like the the Grandmaster Nightfall to get a triumph done. It doesn't seem to be as enjoyable in the same way as it used to be in Destiny 1. They turned up the grind and turned down the fun. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 they've increased the replayability factor by, like he said, turning up the grind or whatever. Even though I don't think that really creates replayability, that just creates aggravation. But uh, be that as it may. I mean, while, while we're on this topic and I've got you guys here, let's yeah. talk about some of the raids and this new master raid that you can kind of do the, the grandmaster version of it. Have you guys actually tried doing any of it yet? I'm still too light level below the threshold, so no. I have not attempted to do the master version yet. I was probably going to do that tomorrow or Monday. Okay. Because I was going to have time then to sit down and do it. Yeah. But I, it feels like uh, they brought back prestige mode from the Leviathan. A yeah. Harder, some new enemies, some new quirks. But it, it's different from Destiny 1, whereas the Destiny 1 hard mode raids were hard mode first was created and then scaled back for normal they've kind of it looks like they've just thrown more champions at you and made them hit harder would you say from what you can see at the moment because you haven't been in well they have to make them hit harder because the power the power gap is different now not the power gap the power just just, a guardian's power in general right we have a whole nother ability that we didn't have in destiny one right so in Destiny 1, if you remember, you only had two class abilities. Now we have three, right? You got your melee, your class ability, and then um, your grenade. Back then, you just had the class ability and then the grenade, right? I don't think you had an empowered melee, did you? Isn't yeah, that yeah. what was missing? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, the supers we have are different and more powerful. I mean, just everything about our Guardians is more powerful. Everything from abilities to weapons, right? So, yeah, things are going to hit harder because we hit harder, you know? Regardless of that, I think the difference is because hard mode was the thing that they created first and it had actual mechanics. I mean, you Mm. remember doing Golgoroth in uh, Kingsfall Raid. There was a mechanic to how you did that and a strategy to, to doing it. And the same with killing Oryx in the final encounter making sure you got all those bombs to blast at the same time, which then you could take that into the normal version and teach teams in the normal version, which was quite nice. So there were mechanics to it before, you know, and damage gating in those encounters. I mean, even War Priest was, you know, was damage gated. You know, you could only do certain amount of damage in a certain amount of time. And... Right, but that's aggravating. People hate that. You know, yeah. we we like the idea of being you able to one phase then... or try to one phase, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, you could near enough one phase war priest. You could. I can't remember if Oryx was. I mean, it was a very long time ago. But can I confirm think... we do hate it. Yeah. See, <laughs> it's not fun whenever it purposely cuts you off from from being able to do as much damage as possible. Because then, what's the point? You know, they're forcing you to have a longer encounter for no good reason, just to stretch it out. It's like, no, let me do the encounter. So I can move on to the next one and do what I need to do. Don't force me to stay here because I'm too powerful. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I get that. 
but I think that's what that's what made the raids different in Destiny One to what they are in Destiny Two. Just throwing yeah. more more champions at you with, and they hit harder is. Well, and then and then I the raids themselves were put together differently, right? So Wrath yeah. of the Machine is my favorite one from D one, right? I loved how that worked mechanically speaking, and and also visually. I mean, I think it was a great raid. Um, conversely, you have uh, not the Deep Stone Crypt, the the one where we got the Sparrow. The, uh, what yeah, the hell was Scourge that called? Scourge of the Past. That's right. Yeah. So Scourge of the Past, I think, was really, really well done. It was fun mechanically and visually speaking, right? But aside from those two examples, not a lot of the raids have been mechanically fun, right? Now, we've had two visually stunning ones, right? So we had uh, the one last season where you're out in space. Visually beautiful. Right, the mechanically, Deep Stone, the Deep Stone Crypt spacewalk was gorgeous. Yeah. The art it is. team did phenomenal. It was just beautiful. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was I great. hate it. Uh, to be fair, I only hated the Atrax portion of it. Right, everything uh, else was okay. okay. That's that's fair, but that yeah. whole Atrax portion ruins the raid for me. Like that, my my dislike of that one encounter makes me not want to do Deep Stone Crypt. Period. Mm-hmm. But if they hadn't done that, or if they had done that differently, that would be another great example of a raid, you know. But those are few and far between, and now they're now they're just regurgitating old raids, which, by to be fair, was cried out for by the community, right? I guess nostalgia or whatever kicked in, and they wanted that back or whatever. Which the, you know, to, to in Bungie's defense here, which I I realize that's a surprise, we got <laughs> Vogue with a season pass. Like yeah. off of a DLC, which if this is going to be a new like constant, like we get expansion, new raid, and then off season, we get a like a return to old raid. That's actually kind of cool. I will I yeah. will give them that that that's a way to, you know, kind of reintroduce content, give us a little bit more to do. And they're able to, you know, give the community what it wants while recycling assets, which they do love to do. No, you want them to recycle assets from D2, like the old raids that we, you know, previously mentioned that were good, or uh, D1 content, like, 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 like... Uh... Little column A, little column B. No, okay. I think the All thing right. is, they missed a trick, didn't they, bringing back Vault of Glass? Because we had a Vex season, they could have tied it into the story. And, so, you know, just an item in the database or a lore page basically saying that, you know, Quarry had brought back or was trying to bring back Atheon and there were certain elements in that raid that they just tiny little details that they could could have put in for yeah, a reason to be fair, why. Bungie's always missing those kinds of moments, you know? They it's it's hindsight twenty twenty kind of thing. Well they did well with the uh, Vex offensive and Garden of Salvation. That one was tied in together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think actually that's the only one I can think of. That's probably the only one that they've done. <laughs> <laughs> in yeah, D2, you, anyway. You did have the, the Deep Stone Crypt, which tied in with the story, and when, you know, spoilers, something happens when it was finally completed the first time that then impacted the world. Whereas, again, this could have well, had... Well, that's the case. You could say the same thing about the uh, the Wish Wall and uh, Shiro. Yeah. Not Shirochi. Yeah, Last Wish. Yeah, but R I'm trying Riven to think of the, the dragon's name. Riven, yes, Riven. Riven. Yeah. 
and I think they could have they could have done the same with Vault of Glass. They could have done Vault of Glass normal mode came out, but then for some reason at the end of it, it shows you that you know you haven't fully defeated Atheon. And then when they brought the master mode out this week, at that point it then tied in with the story to say that you then in the master mode the first thing that you know brought them down has then brought uh, the endless night to a, a collapse. <laughs> they could have tied it in. They could have, and thanks, Plant, for what you said. Um, yeah, no, they they could have, but they always miss these these golden opportunities. Not always. That's you know you shouldn't speak in absolutes like that. But a lot of the time, I would say most of the time, they miss these kind of opportunities. And somebody like us brings it up after the fact. Well, you could have, you should have. Why didn't you? Kind of scenario. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just it's how it is. Twenty twenty being what it is. You know, hindsight being twenty twenty. So what I hope for, hope for them to do it in the future. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I hope for them to do it. In the I mean, they've got the Witch Queen coming up, so they've got the potential of Crota coming back. They've got the potential of Oryx and that whole raid coming back. So I'd like to see it be tied into the story. Yes, it's under the Legends tab, but just have it at some point. You know, the, there is some reason why we're going back, not just for the, the pure fact that the fans want it back and they're just going to rehash it and put it back in with the weapons and the armor. Well, I mean, from the lore perspective, she, if she learned how to do it like her brother did, could potentially bring all of them back at the same time. And we can have all the old raids back, you know, the Taken raid, the freaking, all the raids, you know, mm. um, even the D1 raid where um, I always forget that damn guy's name. Uh, the guy that takes people, you know, his raid could potentially come back. Kingsfall. Crota. Yeah, Kingsfall. You know, so, I mean, if she can, yeah. I, I don't want to say how it happens inside the lore, but if she learns how to do it, like like her other brothers and sisters have come back, right? She could easily bring back all the raids, you know? And we have to do all that nonsense all over again. Obviously, it would have to be different, slightly, because, you know, hopefully they would have learned from their past mistakes, being how we killed them and all. Right. So, but it's, it's possible, you know, yeah. if she comes back, she could do that. So Fuzz, are you, for the raids, are you more into the, the weapons and the armor or is it just for the pure fun of playing those raids and beating it? So, you know, initially it's for, it's for the loot, right? Yeah. I want the God rolls. I want the cool new guns. And then it's, you know, I go back and then I appreciate the story and, collect all the collectibles like get the pearl shader from vault of glass and been working my way through the challenges and you know it's it's yeah i i do it mostly initially for the guns and loot and then you know for the fun and the seals and things yeah i understand yep i've been getting i've been knocking out the raid seals and the (laughs) titles so but do you, um, again, I think Bungie missed a trick with the raid gear. I mean, I understand why they put the same stuff, the, the same raid armor from Destiny 1 back into the Vault of Glass. But then they did miss a trick with when they made it a, a master version of the Vault of Glass, bringing back that cool, sick, glowing armor that we had when they reprised the raids in Destiny 1. Do you remember that? The, oh, yeah it was a complete different set of armor that had like little vex glowing bits on it. And that could have been the armor that was available in the grandmaster, which I think would have made more people want 
or have a desire to go and play that mode to see if they could get that armor. Because that would be fantastic. Adept weapons only? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's going to be something that if they do that, they're going to put it in the Eververse, probably. Yeah. And th- I think you... the other thing is with, they haven't brought back all the weapons from Destiny 1. They didn't bring back the Praetorian Foil. They didn't bring back the Pulse Rifle. I think it was Praetus Timepiece. Praetus Revenge. Or something. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Um, I can't honestly. I, I would. Like I think it. it's Praetor's Revenge. But it, yeah, it was the pulse rifle, and I was really looking forward to it when they said they were bringing back Vault of Glass. I thought I really like that pulse rifle. It was one of the ones I I, I really desired about getting. You know, I wasn't a fate bringer. Well, yeah, I wasn't a fate bringer kind of person. I I liked the pulse rifle, and I liked hunting down the fusion rifle. Do you remember that the fusion rifle? There was like a. It was nearly. It was a mythical thing. It was nearly as bad as trying to get the Vex Mythoclass. It was the the Praetorian Fall, and it had the perk with the glass half full, and it was the only fusion rifle that could roll with that, and it was like a one-hit kill in PvP. And I remember lots of people trying to get it, and I think I got one to drop, literally one, in all the raids that I'd done in Destiny 1. Um, Ugh, yeah. Talk about disappointing raid exotics. Right? What, with your Vex Mythoclass? <laughs> yeah. And it just got buffed, and it's still... No, no, it's not buffed yet. It's going to get buffed. Oh, apology. Going, yeah, it's going to get buffed. It'll probably fall in the vein of the, uh, you know, linear fusion rifles. You can keep buffing it. I'm still not going to use them. <laughs> well, I mean, the reason people don't use the linears is because of the charge time, right? I mean, if you're going to have that charge time, why not just use a sniper or something else? But if it's a full auto, then yeah, it would absolutely be usable, Fuzz. I don't see why you wouldn't. Because that eats an exotic, and they have not, like, they nerfed primary exotics to the point where they're unusable for, like, endgame DPS. Yeah. Okay, but if they buffed it such that it, A, didn't have that long charge time, and B, was a powerful gun, there's other backups. Like, rocket launchers are good now. You don't have to have an exotic in the heavy slot, you know? And especially when um, it's not nerfed yet, but when Anarchy gets nerfed, that's going to change a lot of people's heavy loadouts, dude. So, yeah, I mean, it it absolutely could be a thing that you would use full-time, depending on how the heavy... Depending on how Anarchy gets nerfed and how heavies overall feel. So, yeah. I think it didn't help totally with safe. putting a mod on your artifact with called Breach and Clear, which then gave grenade launchers a buff, which is going to be going away potentially, unless they put it back on the artifact or make it available next season. Why? Grenade launchers were good before we had it. Yeah, but they weren't the the go-to to use in raids as much, were they? I mean, apart from Anarchy. I mean, what we also the have the new void, grenade launcher. There was that Void um, grenade mod a couple seasons ago that keeps coming back that did a damage debuff, kind of like Breach and Clear does. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Because we use it with Vortex grenades for the hunters. But I don't remember what it's called. But yeah, I know what you mean. And that'll come back whenever the grenade launchers go away, so we still have a debuff. You know? No, I'm sorry, not the grenade launchers, the grenade launcher mod, right? And and to be honest, people still use grenade launchers. They use the mountaintop, and then it got nerfed, and now people use the, um, uh, the, the, the Salvager Salvo, right? Both very good grenade launchers, especially for ad clear, which is basically what a raid is. Outside of the mechanics, it's ad clear. 
So a salvage of salvo with chain reaction is going to clear out a whole group of ads with one shot. So yeah, it would absolutely still be viable unless they nerfed grenade launcher in general, not just the anarchy. Oh, okay. I just looked. I just looked at this piece of uh, solstice gear and saw that it wants me to do wrathborn huns, and that's a no go. It's an ore. There should yeah. be an ore on there. Yeah, it it, it it is an ore, but I just saw wrathborn huns. I'm like, I hated those, and I'm not doing <laughs> it. You can't make me. I don't think mm. we could make you last year. I remember last year you didn't really want to participate in it. Oh, yeah, it was uh, the trials requirement. And I was like, well, I'm done. I don't remember what that is. It's been so long since I've done it. What is that, Fuzz? Trials? Wrathborn hunts. Uh, it was the crows season where you went and charged mm. up some terrible lure. Mm -hmm. and then you got one of four things, but unless you and your friends were all hunting the exact same guy that didn't double dip and count. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was just poorly done for, you know, playing with people in a, you know, team-based looter shooter, which was absolutely fantastically done. <laughs> well, when you do finish that armor, check it out. Yeah. What you have next is <clears throat> the helmet, you need to do a master or a grandmaster nightfall strike. That's not too bad. Nope, not a problem. The arms, you have to do a raid. Any okay. raid. Yep. Uh, for the chest piece, you have to do... Where the hell's my chest piece? There it is. Uh, dungeon. Again, not too bad. Uh, for the legs, you got to do... Uh, champions killed inside of uh, a nightfall. Or competitive or guardians killed in competitive. And that's 15. And last one is Legendary or Master Lost Sectors. So not too bad, but everything except the last one, uh, except the last two, you need to have a group four, right? So raid, dungeon, and... Um... You can solo dungeons. Don't be a scrub. Okay, fair enough. But a raid, you need a group four, and you also need a group for the, the Grandmaster or Master. Not if, you're, not if you're esoteric, you can solo those things. I'm not esoteric, so no. yeah, you need a group. <laughs> but the if, thing about it is... If is only Bungie had rolls. a way to look for a group. If only yeah. they had a looking for group system built into the game. Mm. But oh, the what? problem with the armor is that you're doing all this to get a glow, right? But the rolls on the armor are... You know how they randomly re-roll them? They suck! Yeah, no, dude. This is supposed to replace my current armor, where I have 17 mobility, 7 resilience, 2 recovery, 6 discipline, 14 intellect, and 6 strength. That's the final form of this armor, you know, for the headpiece. That's nowhere near as good as the headpiece I currently have. It's not even in the same universe, you know? And whenever I put on all these pieces, not one stat is even close to 100. Not one. I think my highest one is mobility, which is like at 50, right? So I'm just like, wow. This is supposed to be the solstice armor? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. It's going to shine, and then I'm never going to wear it. I'm going to turn it into an ornament, maybe, if the glow works, you know? But it's, it's, it's terrible. Well, that's what you want to kind of do, isn't it? You want to complete them so that you can unlock all the glows. It's still terrible. Fair enough. That feels kind of like I feel like they should have given us at least decent armor if we're putting all this time and effort into it. And it well, is there's seasonal. sixty rolls. There are at least sixty, right? You you can get more armor from the boxes. What box? Once, once you've gone and you've got it to the the majestic set, 
if you keep doing the EAZ, that will then drop, give you a chance at getting more armor and better rolls on the armor. Is the Majestic after the Magnificent? Or whatever it is. It's the, the highest tier one. I can't remember. Because right now, my stuff is the Magnificent. Is that the, the highest purple? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever the, that is then. It says I have to do this stuff to unlock the glows. Magnificent, yeah. The Magnificent yeah. set. Yeah. So that's you what can... I have, and I have yet to get any armor out of these packages. Are you sure what? it's dropping? Yeah. That's what they mm. said. That's what they said when we covered it last week. Mm. That's what Bungie said, and Bungie's never wrong. I mean, you know, drop rates. You have to pray to R and Jesus and <laughs> hope that your prayers are answered. But <laughs> if if my history with RNG is any indication of how it's gonna go for me, I might as well not. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm there with you, Buzz. Yeah, I'm absolutely right there with you. 38 runs for Eyes of Tomorrow, 27 runs for Anarchy, 18 runs for the Sparrow. Yeah. I got you beat on the Anarchy. Took me way more than that. But I did get my Eyes of Tomorrow before you did. <laughs> yeah, the but only you, got myth- was- you got the Mythic Class already, don't you? I got I got Mythic Class on my second yeah. run. I, yeah. I still don't have it. I mean, yes. Yeah, speaking about the, the the master of vault of glass, I found it quite interesting. I was talking to the guardian hub guys yesterday. Was it yesterday? All the days roll into one when I'm working nights. One of the nights, I jumped into their podcast, so I'm, I'm probably in the recording somewhere. And um, I was talking to those guys, and they were saying that they found it really hard. It was like going back to doing the day one version of the vault of glass. It was that hard. Um, but that's what they asked for specifically. Well, I don't think they specifically asked for it, but... But the streamers did, and Bungie yeah. adheres to the streamer. So I think that's the issue, isn't it? Is it too hard for regular Guardians that do Vault of Glass? And I understand that they want to put a master version out there for people aspire to do. But when you've got people that... Are, I believe they were telling me, Guardian Hub guys were telling me that um, they had somebody in the fire team that was like... Uh, 1350, 1355, and they were still getting one shot by the Hobgoblins. Now, <laughs> when you're at the same power level as the raid, and that's the whole mechanic of grind your power level to get to that high power so that you mm-hmm. have a fighting chance, and it still doesn't help. Um, well, that's well, why I was no, t- no, no, no. Your, your, power level is, you. your power level is capped in the raids. Like, oh, you, you. Hit, oh, I told them that last you... week, and they, they, they said I was lying. See, no, I told no, that's, you. no, your power level is absolutely capped. That's why, like, you could go back and do the old raids after, like, Garden of Salvation stuff came out, and their light levels were only, saying 750, and I was sitting at, you know, 11, 1100. Yeah, okay. And I, so, I was yeah, still able to get two-shot by stuff. So there's a soft cap to your, or actually, it's a ghost cap oh, to your light. there's a hard cap, yeah. yeah it's a hard cap to your light. Yeah, yeah, I know and you then know. the master modes, like the Grand Masters, your minimum is the ceiling. So once you hit that bar to get in, having more isn't going to do you any good, but having less won't let you in or is going to be brutally detrimental. Yeah. I told you there was a cap, man. You're like, no, no, it doesn't say that there's a cap. I'm like, they don't say that there is, but there is. And you didn't believe me. See, don't Fuzz backed me up. Oh, I believe yeah. Fuzz. I believe Fuzz, but I don't oh, believe... Oh, you son of a... But I think that's that's the problem, isn't it? That you have these people that grind out the power in their artifact, and 
it is it's a complete fake power and i don't understand why bungie have built that mechanic in where you get to a certain power level and you can't take it forward into the next season light means nothing because the grind because if they let you take that power in why would you have to grind for weeks before they let you do you know the cool new activity but what i don't understand is why don't they just change the way that the artifact works and the power as well so say you've got to 1320 in your your power but then you can get to you have the the chance to get to 1340 if you get 20 power on your artifact why not be able to keep that going into next season why not be able to that automatically transfers to your light because you have earned that anything that you earn over those 20 light you do lose but because grind then then people like the youtubers would have too much of an advantage hell i saw a guy running around in the tower the other day who's level freaking um what is he uh 560 so if he's 560 lord knows what the hell his artificial light is at right so I mean, some guy like that that spends all day every day, he's not going to have any kind of problem doing anything that Bungie puts out. Bungie wants you to have to to work towards something, not to just have it given to you. And that right there is also part of the reason that there's the light cap in the raids, because what's exactly. to stop people from grinding out really hard, getting to, mm-hmm. I don't know, artificially inflate it to fourteen hundred. Yeah, and then you know just breeze through the raid. You start one shotting champions and bosses are done in three seconds yep but that's a lot of commitment for somebody to do that and that is not every single player they're very few and far between i don't know about few and far between they're not common i'll grant you that but they're more they exist more than you give them credit for there's there's all kinds of high level guys that just but what i'm saying is if you have put the time and effort into grind your light and you've reached like the 20 plus light on your artifact. When you go into the following season, you can take those 20 light and it applies it to your character. Anything over those 20 light, so you've grinded like 50 light, you've, you've done all the bounties. Yeah, but where does it stop? You got 20 from this season, next season, now you have leftover. Because that, that gap is going to get bigger and bigger, right? So no, if you have a 20 light level, if you have a 20 light level jump at the beginning of this season, and you go up an extra 20 light level after this season. Well, next season, you've got 40 light level up on that season, right? No, no, you haven't. So if, say, for next season, the, the, the light, uh, the soft cap would be, let's say, 1340. Because that would be you reaching the max on your artifact of the 20 plus light and getting your gear up to 1320. So say 1340 is the the minimum that you can, when you can start off, like we did this season, if you're already at 13.10, you're already at the minimum. So let's say that next season is 13.40 for the minimum and 13.50 is the, the hard cap. You then have a chance to then grind your power on your artifact. So it's you don't lose out for, for the time and effort that you put in. All they've got to do is increase it. And let's face it, when people- Yeah, but increase it based on who? Increase it based on the one guy that has 90 extra light? Or no, increase it based on the guy that's got five extra light. If you've got five extra light, you then go into next season with that plus five extra light and whatever you've earned on your gear. So you could possibly go in at 1335, but 
but then you still have a chance of grinding your artifact you still have a chance that then still getting some of the armor drops and weapon drops to then boost you up to the minimum which would be 1340 like they have done in previous rather than kind of inflate it the way that they did they were oh next season you have to grind 50 power levels whereas they cut it back to 10 this season all they've got to kind of do is adjust the fact that people have actually put time and effort into your artifact Make so it's basically the that? same thing basically the same thing but just a more complicated way of doing it oh but, but people make... put more in there so now we have to raise the cap higher to force people no, to grind don't. more to force... if they cap it say they say if you can get to 20 light plus on your artifact you get to keep that going into next season and bear in okay. mind the minimum you know the the minimum light next season is 1340 with a hard cap of 1350. Right, but you're missing the math. I, I mean, I don't know if we're having a disconnect or or you're just not getting the math, right? If I go into this season with yep. 20 extra light level from last season, yeah, and I still grind as hard as I did before, yeah, I have a minimum of another 20 light level going into that season plus the 20 light level I've had from the previous season, right? So now I've got 40 light level going in to the next season it's like rollover minutes no, for a cell phone no, it's, not, it's, it's just not gonna rollover. keep stacking no, no, up no, no, no. okay i i see where disconnect is he night demon is saying why don't we have a tw you can have up to a 20 light level jump on the next season's activities based on your previous like investiture into game time yeah but you're still gonna have that cap it's not gonna be 20 light this season and an additional 20 light next season no, so like if it jumps from 1320 this season to 1340 next season, and then 1340 to 1360, you're not going to be 40 light levels up. You're still only going to be 20. Yeah. Okay. But then he's saying on top of that, Destiny would just, you know, oh, well, like, oh, well, keeping in mind the, the light level you've got from last season, they'll just raise the, pre the, the requirements for the next season. But isn't that just more of the same? That's you what know? they do now. But what I'm saying is if Destiny actually incorporated the reason to get your power level on your artifact up because at the moment those people that are grinding all those bounties and they're going some people are going ridiculous and having like plus 35 40 extra light on that artifact it comes to nothing at the end of the season that artifact disappears and you lose that all that artificial light i'm actually saying yep. let's actually have it be worth something or even maybe you know if you get to the you unlock 100 points on your season pass I think that's the equivalent of actually getting the 10 plus light. Maybe have the 10 plus light so that next season, it, if you haven't bothered to play this season, there is a, a jump of plus 20 light to get to the soft cap, but there are ways of getting up to that. But if you've earned it, you get to keep, you know, you get to keep that going into the next season. I'm just saying that where they took it back and they stripped it back to 10 plus light for the, that's how much you'd have to raise it. And if you've already got, to the hard cap, which I have this season on one of my characters. Next season, I've only got to do the pinnacle stuff. I'm just saying that make it worth using that stuff. Right, but I, 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 you're looking at light as some kind of like thing to get or something that's useful. It's just a gatekeeping mechanic. It is, yes. Like it's it it benefits the player almost nothing because once you hit that you know minimum requirement, having a whole lot more doesn't really do anything for you. Well, I just goes up next season. Is, yeah, just give give it as an incentive for actually to play the game and actually get your artifact up. And I mean, I, I don't understand. The only reason that you need to power up your light is Grandmaster stuff. In PvP, it doesn't matter because 
you don't use your artifact. Cough, trials, cough. Yeah. You That's don't it. Yeah. Iron <laughs> and, and, and Iron Banner, yeah. You don't use your artifact. So actually make make it use make it useful of the artifact. You've got it there. You've implemented it into the game. We've had it for so many seasons. But actually make it worthwhile for the reason why. You know, and if people have got two X amount plus ten on their artifact, make it useful in trials, make it useful in Iron Banner. There's a reason why it's there. It's just it just seems to be an artificial way of making people grind out to and then when you That's saying, absolutely an artificial way to make people grind out. But it's please, been working. please see their random ass currencies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have this in Destiny One, and people still played the game. I don't understand that. And again, it's see my argument from earlier is they cranked up the grind and turned down the fun. They changed the mechanics so that people have to grind and play more to get to do stuff, but in doing so, they took away a lot of the fun and that that special something that made Destiny Destiny that kept you coming back week after week. Like most of the time this season, I pop in, I do the story missions, I look at the same dry list of strikes, crucible maps, and I might do the this week's raid challenge. That's about it right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm on the other side. I mean, I will play the game religiously. I love the game. I'm just thinking of ways to improve it and iterate it and get more people to enjoy it and get say you to come and enjoy it a bit more and actually the the time and effort that you've actually put in and play it's worth coming back the re there are reasons why and um i mean like i was listening to paul tassie he did a video on the master vogue issues with all the different problems of why people aren't playing it and the time lost weapons aren't you know once you've kind of got them it's there's so many problems with it and he was saying that it's easy for certain players to actually do, like I think Respawn alluded to with the, with the streamers. That I watched a Fallout video of him saying, you know, this is an easy way to farm the, the Templar if you can do it with a team with this, this, and this, and you need this, this, and this. And I'm thinking, oh my God, it, it seems, not being horrible, but it seems so elitist for them to, to farm the Templar on, you know, the master difficulty when... I think a lot of people are finding it hard to, like the Guardian Hub guys, are hard find it hard to even get into that new version of the raid when they're actually at the power cap or the power level to get into it, but struggling to actually play the game mode. Um, but yeah, but you got to keep in mind. It down. You got to keep in mind though. It, it it's exactly elitist, right? So Bungie's doing this thing very specifically to adhere to the streamer base, right? Because the streamers are basically all of their advertisement, right? All of their free advertisement. If the streamers don't like it, then the streamers, you know, are going to say something, right? So they do all these things to make the game, you know, like you said, elitist in some aspects, in some places, specifically for the streamers. You know, these guys that it is their job to be good at the game. It is their job to know all the secrets and loadouts and skills and strats and, and, and to be good at it. You know what I'm saying? That That is their whole reason for having their channel for making money. So they have to keep coming up with new ways to pacify these streamers so the streamers keep playing so the streamers can keep making their own. I mean, it, it's a cycle, right? So 
guys like you and me and Fuzz that aren't all about the whole, you know, hey, I need to do this strat and this strat and this strat and this strat to get into the master or like the guardian hub or the guardian down or all these guys, right? It's it's not going to be as approachable for us, even though I would consider myself a raider, right? But that level is just, it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, you can follow what the streamers say, but you got you to gotta have a whole thing set up, man. You got to have a whole group that's on the same page, you know, and a whole group that's got the same skill gap, too, you know, and it's just it's it's not comparable. You know, it's not it's not how the community as a whole functions. And yeah, no, it's like I said, it's it's absolutely elitist. You're right. So after I get have a chance to go do Master Vog, I will happily come back and talk to you about my experiences with it. Yeah. <laughs> so but it's just interesting that you haven't made it like your goal this week. Oh, it's out. I'm really excited. I'm going to get the team together and go and do it like first day. I, I told I you he wouldn't. <laughs> no, but I mean, it does speak volumes. The, there's obviously something there. There's a disconnect there to not incentivize you to play it straight away. Okay, but... So... Look at look at the loot you get. You can get these adept weapons, but what am I going to use the adept weapons for? If I can already clear Master Vogue with what I've got, what do these adept weapons actually add for me? What, they make what? it easier to clear it next time around, oh, so or can, give you a just, PvP advantage. <laughs> so I can clear it again for the for to make it a little bit easier next time if we can already do it. I mean, okay, but that's kind mm -hmm. of eh. And this, it's not like this. I can just, you know, use them and go, oh, man. So I got to, you know, I got to grind strikes to get the decent gear to get a nightfalls. I got to play these nightfalls to get the weapons I need to go do the raids. It's no, I got to do the raid to get the raid weapons so I can do the raid to get the raid weapons. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Fun, like you it? said, there's, there's not any cool new armor. Uh, there's no sparrow. There's no ghost. I, I mean, there's no glows. Yeah. It's they're a, they're it's just huge, better weapons. That's it. It's a huge time sink, weapons. but for there's not even it's not even guaranteed they're better weapons. It's a roll. That oh yeah, that's true. That's right. The adept weapons are not uh, guaranteed rolls. I forgot to add that into account. Yeah, no. So you have a chance <laughs> of getting a better roll. And what what was it that we that I was complaining about last week about how uh. How it's not even I get you can't even get the mods right. No, you can't get the mods from the raid, so you can get the adept weapons, but you can't get the adept weapon mods from the raid. To do that, you, you got to go trial. into uh, trials and go flawless in trials, or do a master nightfall. <laughs> I'm just like, are you serious? So I have to get the other two examples I've just given give you the adept weapons in addition to mods for the said weapons but the raid doesn't hmm. <laughs> you just get the weapon and not the mods Duh. i mean that's even less of an incentive at the very least they should have given you the opportunity to get both but no or I mean... if they had added new mods like new adept mods <clears throat> or yeah, something yes. or made you know the raid mod, like new, like raid mods, useful that you know changed something or gave you an advantage, like you could shoot oracles out of order or something like that. 
Not even that, but if they just gave you good mods that were good for general things. Because like you said, if they gave you something for oracles, great. Now you've got a better mod to do that raid that you've already beaten better, right? It goes back to what you said earlier. So if they're going to give you mods, it needs to be something like, hey, with this mod, you do an extra 15% damage to Vex. Boop! Flat damage. All Vex. Anywhere in the game, you know? Something like that, like we had from one of our previous raids that just give you a flat-out damage buff to Taken. Remember that? That was cool, because that was not only good for the Riven raid, but it was good for all the Taken in the Dreaming City, all the Taken everywhere in the game, you know? It was a flat damage mod for everything that you had to fight of that enemy type, right? Or another damage mod that says, hey, auto rifles hit 20% harder. Everywhere. Just something like that, you know? That would be encouraging, right? You go to the raid to get a mod that's going to be good for more than just the raid, which is going to be eventually sunset. So, I mean, you know. Or they, they could have introduced stuff like the Deepstone Crypt raid mods, which are functionally worthless. Uh, what are those mods? Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that on the armor you're talking about? Yeah. <clears throat> All the mods are for armor. And raids, yeah, but you would you initially started talking about the weapons, the adept mods, yeah. Well, I mean, mods in general, okay, so even even the adept mods, you know, to give you something that that just makes that gun better, yeah. you know, that that's what they do. But I started off saying the adept mods because the raid doesn't give you them, they'll give you the weapon, but you got to go someplace else and do another really difficult activity for a chance to get a mod. Yeah. Right. Whereas matter. if I'm doing the raids, I should get the weapon and a mod. Or you know, not. Yeah. Yeah. So that that alone, bearing nothing else, makes no damn sense. Or add the, or just add the adept mods to the loot pool of the raid, so it's more attractive to go do the master version of the raid. It's like, hey, if I do the master version of the raid, I can get like the trials adept mods from the raid. Because yeah. I myself will never, ever, ever go flawless in trials. Never. It's not possible. I can't do it. Yeah. So like that's that's not that's not at a minimum. Yeah, that's assuming I don't sandbag it too hard. But it's one of those if I sit there and go, all right, I can never get these because I can't go flawless in trials, and they gave me a PVE equivalent and said, hey, you do this master, you know raid you can get these really cool mods that you can only get here or there and like all right now we're talking now we're giving me an incentive to go do it to get these they mods. did though that's that's the grandmaster nightfalls right but they've also given you that mechanic in a raid but without the ability to get the mods from the raid so yeah you still have a pve activity to do exactly what you said but it's you know grandmaster nightfalls not the raid it's the same nightfalls we've seen that haven't changed, and they're kind of boring at this point. I'm aware, but I'm just saying, there, there is a PvE equivalent, like what you were talking about. It's just, you know, if you're going to give me the raid, give me the option in the raid in addition to the nightfall grandmaster. So, I see what you're saying, but it does exist for PvE already. It's just in the form of uh, nightfall instead of a raid. So you can go to the raid to get the adept weapons, but go to the nightfall to get the adept mod. Still, two places to get one functioning adept setup is ridiculous. 
Whatever. Yeah. Bungie clearly knows what they're doing. So is there anything else you want to kind of add about the raids? Any other feedback for Bungie as you, you're here, Fuzzco? I mean, so the raids are like what I got into Destiny 2 for, yeah. right? Leviathan, Scourge of the Past. Uh, like, I... Garden of Salvation was the first raid I got titled on, and then I went back and I got my shadow title and worked on everything else and got the title from deep stone crypt. And it's like the raids are what keep like, you know, me engaged or what did. And then, you know, so what, uh, I don't know. I'd like to see, (laughs) I'd like to see the fun brought back. Right. And not just the grind. Yeah. Cause even if you look back at, at the, um, Sparrow Racing League raid, right? I had everything I could get from that raid. I had all the god rolls, I had the exotic, I had everything. But I kept going back to do it, to help other people do it, to just come up with reasons to do it, because it was a fun raid, right? Right now, though, we're just doing the raids to get the loot, not because, you know, it being fun. So have good loot, yes, but also make it replayable in the fact that it's fun to do, you know? I mean, like Mario Kart, right? Mario Kart, you get the same tracks, you're facing the same P- CPUs, but, you know, it's a fun thing to do. Same thing with Smash Brothers, right? It is a fun thing to do. Not just, you know, you're getting gear or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, make the game modes fun and people will keep doing them. You know, if you build it, they will come kind of scenario. Because if you don't have the fun and you're just going for the grind, well, I got my god rolls. Why do I need to keep doing this? Yeah, and now it's harder for me to find someone to do the raid since my, you know, raid leader is not as excited to do it. And I'm using excited as a, you know... Yeah, it's a loose term, right? He's, He's not as apt to help us put a raid together if he's already got all the crap he needs and the raid's not fun. You know, now I got to go look up some LFG somewhere to find some guy that's willing to help me out. That's not fun. I want to do it with my team. Like, like I mentioned team. my dislike of Deepstone Crypt. Like, I don't find it fun. And there are there are still people who don't have Eyes of Tomorrow. And I am, you know, they're my guys. And even so, I am still loath to go do that raid with them, even though they need that exotic. Because yeah, I... We need- don't like it <laughs> if any of those guys are listening you know hit me up i'll help you do it because i mean I, i'm always willing to help somebody do a raid so if you need help reach out to me we can try to do something but, but do you uh, despise it because of the mechanics or the loot? because of atrix because of the atrix mechanic alone <laughs> so just one mechanic just one mechanic I, makes I, the whole it thing suck. ruined the whole raid for me i can't get past it it's a personal failing okay but apart from that, it's fine. Well, yeah, it's fine. It's not particularly fun. Holy, this guy's at level six twenty. See, guys like that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm currently like I well while we're doing this, I've been grinding out EAZ and strikes and stuff, and yeah. I just popped into an EAZ with a level three and a level six twenty, and I've never seen anybody in the six hundred yet personally. Yeah. No, the the highest I've ever seen. No, Alex, what did you say? You said like an eight hundred 
level 800 something. Yeah, my son the other day was playing, and there was somebody over 800 in his lobby, and I, I didn't believe it. I was like, there's no way. And I came over, I'm like, holy, what the hell does he do with his life? You know? It's like, is he a dev? Does he just get paid to sit here all day, every day, playing this game? But yeah, no, over 800. Right. My son saw the other day. What if I could? Yeah. Well, you can. We just need to make this show popular enough so we can stay at home and do it all day. Sorry, that was a bit of a bit of a sidetrack. But yeah, so it's for me, it's, you know, fun and engaging mechanics and then, you know, decent loot. Because, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the raid loot you don't use for like anything. It doesn't fit into the meta currently. So you get it. You get the best possible role for it and you stick it in the vault and hope the meta changes to use it. (laughs) Yeah. What if just the whole raid was a Sparrow Racing League raid, right? You have different you have different sparrow mechanics like you have like you got to drive through rings or you have to push buttons or you have to you know not get lost in a maze or something like that. The whole the whole raid is on a sparrow and I don't know if something has to be chasing you. You could just be fighting a clock, let's say, but just make it engaging. That way you have an entire raid I think where you're on a sparrow. I think to be honest, <laughs> there was a PlayStation game like that. I think you have to go back and play that. There was. What was it called? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, but no, um, just just you know, obviously that's not going to happen. But it's a fun idea, you know. Just why not? Why not do it like that? You know, you you race the sparrow through this whole raid. You got to get off to like open gates or do a puzzle or whatever, and then get back on the sparrow and keep going, kind of thing. I, I don't know. Wipeout. What's it called? Wipeout. I don't know what wipeout is. Let's check wipeout. Wipeout. But do you appreciate the spoils that they give you when you do run it multiple times in a week, Buzz? Is that something that's actually been beneficial for somebody that does a lot of raids? No. I have everything I want. The, what do the spoils do for me? Nothing. Like, oh, wow. The rolls. This, okay, I've got my god rolls. I don't need any more. But then I suppose they're transferable, which is helpful. So if you've got a big stack of them from when you've played Deepstone Crypt, played Last Wish, and you've got all these spoils, when you rock up to Vogue or Crota's End, if they do bring that one back next season, you have a chance of, you know, just completing it once. And then if you've got a roll of each weapon, you can then re-roll and have a chance of getting the god roll then. So there are good We need more than god rolls to incentivize people, I think is the point we're trying to get at, Demon, is having god roll, having cool loot is one thing. But if you have to grind through something that's unenjoyable to get that, is it worth it? Okay, you know? so what what would entice you to go back into the raid and maybe, say, Sherpa people through it? So each time that you play through it, and maybe you, it counts for somebody that hasn't played it that week. <laughs> for fuzz, it would be to get rid of the oracles. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> No, but say, say for you know, Bungie at the moment can track anybody that hasn't been able to do the raid, and you can get that emblem for sherping 10 people through it. If they could track the fact that, say, somebody hasn't done it for that week, so they have completed it, but if, say, Fuzzco brings two other people with his team that haven't done it that week, there should be some incentive for him to actually complete it. So if maybe a golf ball is available at the end for him you know a guaranteed drop of something would that entice you or would it have to be something completely different in the game yeah but how would you how, how would Bungie be able to tell if you're shopping or what or, or if you're just going through it again you know 
Well, that's what I mean. It'd be down down to Bungie, surely. I mean, Bungie can track if you've played the game that week because they know to cut you off so that you don't get any weapon drops or armor drops. Uh, well, th- so, that's what they did with the whole mechanic where they give you tokens to spend at the end of the raid. Yeah. So yeah. if they can track it that way, surely they understand that, you know, Fuzz has already been, been through it that week and anybody else that's been through it that week that's with Fuzz, if they take other people through that haven't been through, there is a reward for keep going back through apart from just spoils because... By the sounds of it, the spoils aren't the motivation for him to go back through. And it's probably the same for a lot of YouTubers. If they've got all their god rolls, what's the point apart from just going back through with like their followers? Yeah. There is no real reason for people that like Fuzzco that just like playing the raids over and over again. Certain raids. I mean, for me, I've got all the god rolls of all the weapons. I just don't have the Vex. So the only reason I'm playing right now is to get the Vex. So once you've got the, the Vex, class. there's no yeah. point after that no not really no and unlike the other raids that you know the deep stone crypt which i would do because i think it's visually stunning and i enjoy it i would do that with other people even though i've got all the god rolls for that one and the exotic but this raid as soon as i get the vex mythoclass unless somebody really wants me to help them get that i got no reason to go back in but what would incentivize you to go back in if you had to go if you wanted to take other people through it and you did like playing it over and over again you've got everything you've got your god rolls and you've got your vex what would incentivize you? Maybe say an emblem that changes color for save. Mm. No, no, I run. think you were on the right track the first time with ascendant shards or ascendant fragments, right? What or about you, whatever the shards are called. I mean, I'm I've got a stack of ten golf balls and I'm sitting on a hundred shards because I've got, I, I, you know, it's it's part of the I play too much problem or I played too much problem. Is yeah. that I haven't I haven't replaced a piece of armor this season. I think I replaced a single piece of armor last season. Uh, like it, it's you know I'm just sitting on all these things and the spoils for me I I didn't really think spoils were you know geared for getting your god rolls. It was just a, a fun mechanic they added. Yeah. Uh, and spoils were more for people who didn't get the raid weapons that were vaulted and were giving them a chance to get it. Well, okay, then yeah. maybe. What about you know like they've done with the titles this year with where if you've you've dredged yourself about twenty times you get the the two after your name. What about the emblems that you get for doing the raid? Say you've got a specific emblem. Say you you've done fifty runs through it and you've sher- helped Sherpa people through. You um say that you get a different emblem for doing like fifty, and then once you get to a hundred, it changes color. When you get to two hundred, three hundred up to a thousand and then once you've hit a thousand or whatever it is the the top one that they want to kind of give out maybe it's an animated one you know something like that would that entice you to show off that what you've done what you've achieved uh, maybe if it was cool but well that's what there's... i'm saying if it was something cool and it, you yeah know, no, show that, it off. that could definitely be something i work for because you know i go around swapping my different raid titles depending <laughs> on what raid i'm in just like ha. Ah, you can't get this title anymore. <laughs> or maybe you know, like, you remember, uh, I think it was at Christmas when we had the, the dawning event and you, you could earn that ship that had have different um, effects coming out of the end of it. The, the wasn't transfer too, effect. But too the, bad it was all ugly and none of it was cool, but yeah. Yeah, but say that, again, if you've done like 100 Sherpa runs through, you get a new ship. And then every time that you do an X amount of Sherpa runs, 
that ship changes and maybe adds more to it and changes. I mean, because you can always change colors and you can maybe you, you get the transmat effects that you can then add and change the different colors that come out at the end of it. Just you're uh, onto something. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. Some, and you, you could also do on. it like, like, hey, if you building on what you just said, right? Let's say you, you, you're never going to be good enough to do the, the hard mode raid, right? But if you sharp up 50 people through, you guaranteed one drop of an adept weapon. Well, now if you show up a a hundred people through, now you get a guaranteed drop of another adept weapon. Um, Maybe if people have if people have done it and played it like Fuzzco, and they've got all their god rolls, it's you need to entice them with something else. Right, but but that's what I'm saying. A guaranteed adept weapon, maybe maybe a a a god roll adept weapon after you show up a fifty people through. That nobody can get. Like it, it, it will not roll. You cannot get it dropped in game with this roll unless or, you've sherpaed people through. Or like what they did in Call of Duty with different skins. You could only get the gold version of this gun. This is the god roll of that gun, and it's got a gold mm. skin, or it's got a specific skin for that. I mean, it needs to be something that people can show off and show in game. Ghosts you can't really show off. Sparrows not so much. Ships you can. Because when people are floating in space, when they're kind of doing like uh, LFGs, or even if you're just messing about with your friends, they're like, oh my God, where'd you get that ship? Where'd you get that emblem from? That's always the topic of conversation when I'm in an LFG group. Or when people inspect you, they have a look at you and they're like, oh, we know, where'd you get that um, piece of armor from? Things like that. It's something that, that Bungie need to do to kind of incentivize people to show off more. And if they could have a different range of like emblems or ships that could just change. I mean, imagine if you could get, once you've fitted out your, your ship that it's got to kind of the 10th level of it, you know, prestiging that ship, it gives you like the, the taken effect on it, or it gives you like uh, a, a different glow around the outside, just something to show off and show that, you know, you're the guy that, that does this. I mean, I, it's I agree. Like, no, that's, that's a fantastic idea, but yeah, I mean, it, that's looking at just raids. I, all right, so do you go do and just grind strikes during the week? I do anything, really. Okay, I don't do strikes anymore. No. Because there's no reason for me to. I'm pinnacle capped. I've been pinnacle capped, that unless I've got, you know, <laughs> something that requires me to do strikes, I don't do them. They're not you know, enjoyable, and there's too many of those bosses that have the damage gate mechanic that frustrate me. Yeah. Because it's yeah. a strike. It's not It's not a raid boss. It's not a Grandmaster Nightfall. It's a strike boss. <laughs> Why am I being punished for doing the strike? Again, I think that's something that could Efficient. be rewarded. We, we initially in Destiny 2, you got an emblem for getting to a certain milestone on um, getting a score on each strike didn't you there was three different iterations of the strikes that you could get different versions of that emblem which were pretty cool but imagine if they kind of went into a lot more detail like we were saying with the ship or even with an animated emblem or just something to show off that you know you play a lot of strikes or you play a lot of nightfalls or the grandmaster nightfalls yes exactly There, there needs to be something and that's that's currently my problem with the state of the game is that you hit a point and there's like nothing to do because they've turned down the fun and up the grind. And if there's, you know, you run out of stuff you want to grind for, what's the point? Mm. Well, they had a good thing going where they had the uh, 
the pinnacle weapons. Not pinnacle. What am I thinking? I get that pinnacle weapon thing, but if you're somebody that can't get pinnacle weapons, but no, no, I'm talking about like the not pinnacle, the the unique ones we used to get. You know, you'd have one for crucible, one for vanguard, one for damage every season. Yeah, the um, seasonal ones or the. Yeah, I liked that idea. I was sad when they took that away, you know, you because that day. gave me a reason. I mean, honestly, the weapons were the only thing that even took me into Crucible. Since they stopped doing that, I don't think I've gone into Crucible at all until this armor came up where I had to go play, you yeah. know? I mean, now yeah. it's just one, and you get the different ornaments for each thing that you do, Gambit, Strikes, or... Exactly, and I don't have the Crucible ornament on any of my weapons. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've got the Gambit, I've got the Vanguard, but no Crucible, you know? But, you know, had the, if they bring back the Crucible weapons, you know, then yeah, I'd go back to, to doing that, you know, grind or whatever, you know? That would that would bring me in, so something like that, you know? I mean, I, I remember Trials in Destiny 1, there was that secret um, Scarab emblem that you could get once you've kind of gone flawless, that it would just be a random chance for you to kind of get... And I remember playing with my friends and, you know, they were desperate to try and get me this emblem and I never got it, but they'd all got it because they kind of played it constantly. But just something like that, even in trials, like a secret, something that could possibly drop. But then if you, you've got it the first time, then maybe if you've done it a couple more times, it would then incentivize people to then play past their seven wins and those top players to stay away from that bottom half of the playlist to give others the opportunity to then get into that playlist and play against people of their own skill. Because if the, the higher skill players are all playing at that top end to try and get this, you know, thing that is really hard to obtain, it, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, it keeps them away from other people. They need more things like that. And the raiders are a, a great, you know... I, I don't know. Trials is its own like bag of issues because <laughs> I am not a top tier PvP player, and you know, as someone who won't you know ever get into that bracket, mm. I will never play it. Like I tried Trials once or twice just to see how it was, and I won't go back. There's no reason for me to play that. Maybe you're like me, Fuzz. Like I'm, I'm not good at Trials until I get sufficiently pissed off, and then I magically become a top tier player because of anger. Right? Maybe you're just not mad enough <laughs> when playing Trials. Get angry. Get upset. You know, make it personal. I don't know. See, I'll, I play I play ranked in Crucible with a couple of the other guys in the clan, and that can be fun, but that's because I'm playing with people. Like, I'm not going to yeah, go... Yeah, the game mode and... isn't fun. The, the team is. And, yeah, it, it's I'm not going to sit there and sweat in trials hoping to get my, you know, three or five wins because, like I said before, for me, Flawless is not a attainable thing. Right. But it, why why can't it be? Why can't it be that... Because the other people in trials. Yeah, be because, of, because of how trials works. I, myself, am not in that top you know, 10% of players who no. can sit there and just win. And no. when I, you know, run up against someone who's a flawless gilded on my first play on my first card, I'm like, oh, good. They're all flawless trials players, and mm -hmm. I'm almost a casual crucible player. I mean, well, I'll, I'll tell you the idea that I've had, and I've reiterated it several times on this podcast and on forums and things, that 
maybe there should be rings of engagement. So when trials opens up at the first part of the weekend on the Friday, everybody's lumped into the same pool. Once you've gone flawless on your account, you're then into the higher pool. So that if you go back on your second or third character, you're in that I've already gone flawless that week. I'm in another pool, which then thins out the the, the bigger pool of those players. They can't get back in there unless they've got a different account. They can't get back into that other um, pool of the lesser skilled like players. That then like the lesser skilled players can play against each other, and slowly over the weekend, if you manage to go flawless, you get put into that higher tier. And then again, yes, you you have to play against those higher skilled players. But it gives that bigger outer ring a chance for more people to actually play against people of their own skill level. Yeah, and that, and not that just that, but how many times you've been flawless might put you in a higher skill bracket, you know? Mm, no, I think it should be on a weekly basis that once you've done you it that week. And I think that would give people like Fuzzco, you know, the opportunity. Just You might even have the desire to go, you know what, maybe on a Saturday night let's give it a go let's or even a sunday night let's give it a go see how many people that are around our own skill level i mean yes you might still have some of the gods that don't play until like sunday night but it would give you more of a chance of hitting people of your own skill level and go further and give you the desire i think i like that idea personally but i don't see bungie doing that because that's going to take all of your top tier skill players put them in their own little pool and they'll complain. And then, and then they're they going cry. to complain because they can't, you know. Yeah. They, they they go, you know, pub stomping and get a really easy flawless card because they're playing, you know, casual players who are just trying to get three wins to get a shot at a weapon or an armor piece. Yep. And he's on his fiftieth flawless for the weekend. But that's what I'm saying, that once they've done their flawless, they are in that other pool. But then no, he, he agreed with you. Pool. He's just saying yeah. Destiny won't do it because of the because of that reason. Yeah, you know? but I don't understand because they would, they'll all be put in, they'll all be going into that pool as well, slowly, and more people would get into that pool as time goes by on that weekend. Right, but it's going to detract from the streamer's content. <laughs> well, they can still, they can still pub stomp the first game, the first um, seven wins. <laughs> I guess. Okay, there's, wow, there's, now you have there's one 10 video minutes of the stream. Week. Yeah. <laughs> and now we've got, to play, we've got to play the other streamers, which seems fair. Oh goodness! <clears throat> no, I like the idea. If that was implemented, I I would play a lot more trials. Hell, we I would I would actually be the one to convince you and Parody to come play trials with me instead of the other way around. Fair enough. So I think we we've beaten the horse of the the raids to death. Yeah. Now can we start the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to take us to this week at Bungie for the eighth of July? Alrighty. Well. Um, that was actually a nice discussion. No, no raging, no, no incoherency, except on my part because I forget how to speak sometimes. It was, it was good. I like it. Uh, dun, dun, dun. This week at Bungie. This week at Bungie, we set a date. No, we're not going to get married, but we did send a, send out a save the date. Mark down August 24th in your novelty paper calendars that you bought from the mall kiosk, or maybe save a reminder to your phone if you have abandoned physical calendars altogether. We're looking forward to sharing more with you about the future of Destiny 2. See you then. That's August 24th again, by the way. 
Uh, back to the present. A new update went live this week, and Sosas of Heroes has kicked off. Guardians are buzzing around the European aerial zone, chasing after chests and upgrading their armor as we speak. That's not all. Vault of Glass Master Difficulty has also become available this week for all players. You can get a rundown of what to expect from last week's TWAV. There's a link there. Buzz! I'm assuming you've done some EAZ this week. Yeah? Currently in it. So, do you like it better than previous EAZ uh, instances? Especially since the chests are visible forever now? Uh, I'm actually willing to do it this year because of that. But no actual opinion on it? I mean, I would, I would really like the, you know, the boosts not to steal my jumps. That is the thing that bugs me. You get one jump, kind of, if that helps. <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah, no, the boost, boost the lamp. Um, but I mean, it, it's an okay activity, I guess. The one thing that I still can't stand is you still have to get the last hit to kill something for it to count as the. Uh, as the kills for powerful enemies or whatever, you have to get that last hit, which is dumb. Because I've been sniped a few times where I'll be on this side of the map and I'll be killing the boss. And then some guy comes in at the last second and does a finisher so that it's immune to my bullets. And now he gets the kill. It's like, wow, that's that's lame. But yeah, okay. So special day. Bungie Day was yesterday because seven. We kicked off a new charity initiative with some cool incentives. Showed off by some new merchandise from the Bungie store. Put out a call for you to share your hashtag Bungie memories and hashtag Bungie Day art with us on social. And to give us new spicy ramen emblem to everyone. Everyone, I'm sorry, everything is still available now. Go check out the full article for details. There's a link here. That link right there. That just links me right back to... Oh, I see. Cool. Uh, da, 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 da. we mentioned that we had a new community artist series go live on Bungie Day. This is where we partner with creators to offer merchandise featuring their awesome artwork. Oh, that's cool. We asked our new round of artists to share a little about their work. Uh, and then it's got some art with some people's names. I'm not going to go through describing what everyone is. You can check it out. But some of them are pretty cool. Some of them are actually pretty cool. Um, there's Ian. This is. Katarizna Dybeck Chamel. Uh, I probably slaughtered that name, but uh, go back and check it out yourself. I butchered it, yeah. Just completely bad. And then, um, oh, here's the lady that made the, a t-shirt with uh, the little fallen babies on it. It's actually adorable. They're actually adorable. Anyway, uh, big thanks to the community artists. You can pre-order their merch here. So they actually have their merch with their art on it. And there's a link. Uh, I'm sure Night Demon will provide at some point. Yeah. Uh, speaking notes. of art, we have a couple of extra little Bungie Day gifts for you. A day late, but who says we can only give you things on Bungie Day? We know you like decorating your phones and desktops, so we made a couple of wallpapers for you. Enjoy. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I have to go back and save that because that was is actually kind of cool. Look at that with the lightning and everything. This one's cool too. I like that one. Uh, it's just it's just a bunch of pictures, guys. You can check it out. It's two wallpapers. One of them says Bungie with lightning all around it, and the other one is the symbol for Destiny, with uh kind of digitized, but like 
I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, there you go. Boom. Pretty cool. All right. Uh, when updates or inbound or issues arise, our team of experts on player support are always there monitoring the situation and giving you updates from at Bungie.help. This is their report. This is a known issues list. Uh, this is parody section, isn't it? So this Taking be- uh, uh, a buddy of mine's approach to how to do this. Uh, stuff's broken. Eventually it'll get fixed. No, no yep. we're not doing that. I'm sorry, I can't hear you, guy who's four rooms away, so we're going to move ahead. No, no. Uh, Special screening. Every single week, we share our favorite community videos with you. Okay, maybe take a few weeks off around the holidays, but other than that, it is nonstop movies all the time. Are you prepared? I bet you're not. Here's this week's winners. Movie of the Week cooking show. It shows you how to make a chilled spicy ramen. Um, this one right here says Bungie Skybox team stays undefeated. I haven't watched it, so I can't give you a description on it, but there it is. And if you want a great job, just place a link to your Bungie.net profile in the description of the video and we'll send you a special emblem. Nice. And then we have Artist of the Week. Uh, yep, that's a picture I could describe to you. Uh, that's another picture I could describe to you. And that's the end of the TWAB. Yo! That was nice. I dig it. Cool. There's only a little known list of issues. Is there anything fun in there? I might read the fun stuff. Let's see. Well, we continue investigating various known issues. Here's a list of the... Okay, that's not fun. Renewed Solstice armor displays the season of the Splicer icon instead of the Solstice icon. That's not fun. The light and dark weekly solstice bounty for Gambit will only gain progress from the elemental final blows on Guardians. Well, that's not fun. The prismatic taken event UI may overlap other objective UI when players have multiple buffs active. Well, that's not fun. Prismatic orbs do not, I repeat, do not contribute to total elemental orbs collected by players. Wow, would you look at that? That's not fun. 2018 Solstice Armor set glows may be less intense on certain portions of the armor. Well, that's not fun. Pieces of the filigree of light shall disappear when rotating the ghost shell in the inventory preview. Wow, that's also not fun. Uh, We are currently investigating reports of Solstice key fragments and Solstice packages being removed from players' inventories. That happened to me my very first run. It showed that I had like five packages, and when I went to open them, I had none. That happened to me. It hadn't happened since, but it did happen to me my first EAZ run, and I was very upset by that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, The repeatable Solstice bounties do not display their bright dust reward when viewed in Eva's inventory. Completing these repeatable bounties will still award 10 bright dust each, however. That's not fun. The baby fallen emote will appear at the very end of a player emote inventory. Well, that's just bad programming. Players are receiving the plug one fusion rifle instead of the Uzumi RR4 sniper rifle as a nightfall completion reward. Yep, I've gotten two of them so far this week. Uh, the, the fusion, not the sniper. Uh, subtitles do not appear during the new Mithrax announcement dialogue. Subtitles do not appear when interacting with the House of Light banner in the Elixney Quarter. And the Ludo Maniacal Emblem does not 
unlock after players reset their infamy rank three times. Ooh. Players may be able to get around this by claiming an exotic Ingram from the Drifter's inventory. The unstoppable Schwarzschild condenser mod costs 5,000 glimmer to apply instead of the usable 500. <laughs> okay, that's fun. Um, for a full list of emergent issues in Destiny 2, players can review the known issues article. Uh, players who observe other issues should report them at our hashtag help forum. So, uh, yeah, there's nothing fun there. Fusco can read what's left. That's it, you've read it all. He doesn't need I to didn't read, read anything. You read it all. I didn't do anything. Hmm. So, speaking about Solstice, while we're kind of talking about it, sort of, um, I just wanted to kind of give people a, a couple of rundowns on things. So, some of the fastest ways to get the keys for the Solstice packages. Nightfalls will give you 16. Override will give you 13. Playlist Strikes will give you 12. Expunge will give you 12. EAZ will give you 11. Battlegrounds will give you 10. Nightmare Hunts will give you 10. Crucible will give you 8 for a win, 4 for a loss, and the same for Gambit. Public Events will give you 5 for a normal, 7 for a heroic. Solstice Bounties will give you 5. Exo Challenge will give you 5. Empire Hunts will give you 5. Wrathborns 3. Lost Sectors 2. And Patrols 0, which I found interesting. If you can do the Wrathborn Hunt and you've got the High Celebrant, that will give you a 25%. And I think a tier... 2-1 will also give you 25% completion on your armor. Anything less than that will only give you 20%. Uh, Blind Well gives quite a lot. I think it jumped up for to do a full completion on a tier 3 and then do the, the final boss after that when you insert the other coin will give you something like 40 or 45% clear. So that goes quite quick. Hey, uh, Demon, question. Yes. Um, so... I've been doing a lot of Dreaming City stuff, especially the well this week, to try to get the new Tiger Spites. Yep. Not only have I not gotten the Tiger Spite, I haven't gotten any weapons with any new rolls. My son says that he read somewhere that somebody said that they're just not dropping. I haven't seen that. Do you know anything about that? I haven't heard, no, to be honest. I haven't okay. heard anything. Yeah. I mean, because that would make yeah, sense if it was bugged or whatever, but, like, because I haven't gotten any, any of the new new weapons, and I really want some of the new Tiger Spites, because, you know, I'm a big fan of the Tiger Spites. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, I haven't, to be honest. Have you gotten any yourself? Have you even played the Dreaming City this week? Yeah, I did, I did like, a Blind Well, and I did um, one of the Wrathborn hunts on Dreaming City and didn't get anything. I think I may have got armor or just... Yeah, actually, I didn't get anything. As an FYI, yes, it was tier three wells before anybody yeah. asks. So I got a vouchsafe and I destroyed it and I didn't want it. Um, the scout rifle? Yeah. Okay. Um, what else was there? I was going to tell you guys. People have found out the fastest way to farm for the key fragments is the expunge mission. And it's the Expunged Corrupted Tartarus. Now, this is the one that you can not activate, but then kind of sure jump up across on the boxes and go over the barriers to get to the boss um, very quick. I do believe that... Uh, who did a... 
I think it was on one of the videos that I watched this week. Let me just check my video list because I think I did put it in the show notes. So Planet Destiny did a Solstice of Heroes guide for 2021, and that was the Black Link. And in there, they run through how many keys you can get from different things. And I think in that video, he talked about the expunged Corrupted Tartarus being the fastest way to get some key fragments. Also, the one of the best places that people have found for farming some orbs is the Shiro Chi checkpoint in The Last Wish, which you can go to the wish wall and input a code and then bypass and get to that. And there's a rally flag if you're kind of doing supers or you're doing melees and things like that. So you can go to Shiro Chi or the, I think it's in the dungeon on the Dreaming City. You can go to the Thrallway there and you can burn out some orbs. But to be honest, when I was playing the game and leveling up, because I've done my Titan this week so far, it took, I'd say it took about eight hours to do to get to the Magnificent set, which is the one that requires you to then go off and do raids and um, grandmasters or normal nightfalls. When I was doing that, it was just, I just went to like do the different objectives, equipped all the armor pieces and it's, it went really quickly, you know, just playing the game. So it worked out pretty, pretty good. If you want to have a look at uh, some of the objectives, if you are looking at maybe doing two or three characters, Ibontis has done two guides for going from Renewed to the Majestic and then from the Majestic to the Magnificent. Uh, 360 Game TV has the Solstice Key Fragment Fast Farm Guide. I think that's the one with the expunged Corrupted Tartarus, giving you a quick look at how to do that. And then also this week with Week 9, with one of the challenges on your um, challenge card, Path of the Scribe. I... I couldn't find all the locations to go and scan some of the scannables and it isn't the data pads that were hidden behind the the metal bars. It's just the, the scannables that are in the area that you talk to Mithrax. So 360 Game TV has all the locations for the Path of the Scriber um, if you're kind of looking for those because I think I'm missing one so it's be handy to go back and have a look. So if we finish this week at Bungie, we're now up to the response report roundup. <gasps> what? I don't believe it. Response report dust up. Alright, um Fusco Day. Destiny News says new in-game notice regarding Vanguard tokens. Make sure to turn in your Vanguard tokens to Zavala before August 24th. Next we have Cami Cakes. Each moon weapon will take about 15 minutes to farm a single roll. K1 Logistics Lost Sector, 2 minutes to complete full reset, 16% per completion, 7 total runs. If you can snag a public event, you might be able to shave 1 or 2 resets. DMG says, for those not stacked on Phantasmal Fragments, cores, Nightmare Hunts are pretty quick, and Altars of Sorrow has patrols that can be completed as you run through waves. If you need me, I'll be on the moon. Uh... Yeah, thanks for that one. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Here we go. Uh, DMG says, Re, Nightfall Weapon Rotate. Speaking of moon weapons. Hang on. Are you raging? I don't know if rage is right. But what is the point in bringing back weapons, right? Yeah. Giving them new roles. 
and then removing any and all chances of a god roll with the weapons that you've brought back. Night Demon sent me a video of the rolls you could get on the moon weapons prior and the rolls you can get on the moon weapons now. And the moon weapons prior were significantly better rolled than the ones that you can get now. It's not even close. No, I lied. There's one thing that's close. The death, the death and um, love and death. The love and death is close, right? Because now instead of full court, spike grenades and um, the third really good perk on there, you can't get full court anymore. But instead of full court, you get chain reaction. So that's close. That's still good, right? It's still good. But aside from the love and death, none of the weapons come close. So please explain to me the point of bringing back older weapons for this season if you were going to make them ass, Bungie. That makes no sense. But. Yeah, I think you've got a fair point for this. And this was a another Paul Tassie video basically pointing out, I think, in his community, people have pointed to him and said, have you seen this? That the perk pool that originally was on these weapons has completely changed. And they didn't just add new stuff. They yeah. completely changed the pool, right? And if you had the I old pool, the thing, but it? with some of the new perks it added to it, that'd be one thing, right? Because then you could take the god roll and possibly make it better. But oh, change like I said, aside from the love and death, none of the weapons come close to the damage potential that they had previous uh, in, in their previous iterations, right? So. I don't have any more of the old moon weapons. I demolished my love and death god rolls because I thought they were getting faulted, right? Yeah. So if anybody out there still has some of their moon weapons, now that they've been re-released, can you just upgrade your old ones to the current light? Let me no, know. You can't. You can? So they're no. still light locked? They're still light locked. <laughs> and also... So <laughs> also, if, if you'd have hung on to... You know you can do like a, a phantasmal fragment and do... Uh, a weapon bounty technically it's in your inventory it's like a part of a quest if you'd yeah. have hung on to one of those because i think i had a loud lullaby one sitting on my titan all this time and i hadn't turned oh. it in because i thought there's no point in me turning it in i'm sitting on quite a, a few of those to get a weapon that has got no light significance whatsoever if you turn it in now uh-huh. it gives you a weapon at light equivalent so i think i've got 13 10 and then it's just the whole new purple so like you said there's well, no Point. So there's no way to okay, I see. I see. So there's no way to get like, because I got a bunch sitting in my inventory right now. So if I if I turn them in now, even though they were from the previous season, instead of giving me a previous season weapon at its light level or better yet, current light level, it's just gonna give me this season's weapon with this season's perk pool. Is that right? Yeah. Aww. Yeah. But... In the Paul Tassie video, I completely agree with him, which is why I sent it to you, because I, I knew that you'd be looking at some of these weapons, like the like the love and death. And I thought, yeah. well, I'd just let you know, just in case you, you do go end up farming for these things, that not to do it. But yeah, I don't understand why why take away the perks and not tell us that that's what they were going to do. Because they were quite, you know, open with what they were adding to the perk pool last week with, oh, these weapons are coming back and we're adding this to the perk pool. They never said... Oh, we're removing the full perk pool from previous, so we're giving you a whole new fresh look. I think things like that they need to be open and honest with us. Absolutely, it, yeah. It frustrates the hell out of people, and 
I can understand them maybe removing one or two perks from the perk pools of those weapons and maybe changing them to give them a unique feel now. But to remove like five or six from each perk pool and then just put garbage in, it just, it makes no sense. It, it is ridiculous. There's there's no other way to say it. It's ridiculous. They, they should not have just completely changed the perk pool if you were going to remove any and all ability to have a god roll. You know, it just... Yeah. It should have been done that way. There's so many other ways they could have done it better, and they've chose not to. And it's just, it's aggravating. It's just aggravating. They shouldn't have done it like that. But, uh, moving on, DMG says, uh, Nightfall weapon rotation. Looks like things got reset with update 321. When we added the fourth week, this is what to expect moving forward. This week, plug one. Next week, Hong Jury. Yes. Following week, Uzumi are our four. And final week of rotation, Palindrome Swarm Shadow Price. We don't have a quick way to fix the calendar. We don't have a quick way to fix the calendar quickly. That's what he wrote. Uh, so we're moving forward with this as is. Pardon our dust, and we'll be sure to avoid calendar hiccups like this in the future if we need to tweak any rotations. Cheers. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, some perks are crazy strong. Some perks are niche, and some perks could use some love. Some could use some toning down. Sandbox will continue to evolve. Never let someone tell you that your favorite tool of destruction isn't good enough, especially if you're having fun with it. Thanks? Question mark? Uh, that was from DMG, by the way. Uh, Bungie Help says, We're investigating an issue. We're upgrading to the magnificent Solstice armor. Downgrades its power to 1100. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad that didn't happen to me. Out of... Ooh! Yeah. For those of you that did happen to you, I feel for you, and I'm sorry. I hope at the very least it's good rolls, and maybe you can upgrade it later, but ouch. Um, also, players should not masterwork the Solstice Armor until it's fully upgraded. I figured that out the first time I upgraded it, or the masterwork status will be lost. Yeah, so I was one of those idiots. Um, this if is you a... have qualified for this reward, redeem it. Solstice Solstice intro. Complete the solstice. Bleh. Ah. Complete the solstice of heroes initial campaign step. Ah. It's 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 an emblem. It's a pretty decent looking emblem. I redeemed mine the other day, but it's not. If you miss out, it's whatever. But you can earn it if you completed the first step. So there you go. And you've got till and, August 24th to yep. earn it and then claim it by August 27th. Yep. And then we have a bunch of codes. One of them is for Threads of Light emblem. One of them is for Bungie Day emblem. The other one is Symphonic Shift emblem. And the last one is Songs of the Forsaken emblem. So there you go. Got some codes here. Night Demon's going to put them in the chat. Not the chat. The. I'm not reading all of these out. Because oh, nobody's going to be typing them in as we go. Yeah, they, they could. They could pause it. So do, do some phonetic alphabet. Oh. Threads of Light has two codes. First one is as follows. Tango, Delta, Charlie, Dash, Papa, Delta, Kilo, Dash, X-Ray, X-Ray, Lima. Second code, Yankee, Victor, 7, 3, Tango, Kilo, Kilo, bleh, 3, November, Charlie. Let me read that again. Uh, second one is Yankee, Victor, 7, Dash, 3, Tango, 
Kilo dash three November Charlie. Bungie Day 2021 also has two codes. First one is Romeo Juliet November dash Lima six Romeo dash seven Mike six. Second code four Romeo Yankee dash Victor Tango Mike dash Yankee Papa three. Symphonic Shift has one code, which is Delta Mike Mike dash Papa Charlie Golf dash blah. Tango X-Ray Alpha. And the last one is Songs of the Forsaken, which is Tango for X-Ray dash 6 Alpha Lima dash 6 Kilo Hotel. I'm not repeating them. If you missed it, you missed it. Just, just rewind a couple of seconds and listen to him again. Blah. Okay, there you go. So tips, tricks, guides and builds this week. Don't forget to check out the above YouTuber, Grandmaster Nightfall Guides, and the extra ones from Cheese Forever. Uh, on little hints and tips and all the players for Insight Terminus. And then we have the 1310 Lost Sectors for this current week coming up. And following on from that, I've got me Solstice of Heroes 2021 guides from Planet Destiny. Gaming Animal has the Eververse calendar update. So if you want to have a look at some of the things that I mentioned from that's coming up this week and in the following weeks for Solstice, Check that video out because he's got the up-to-date Eververse calendar for pictures for you to have a look at. Ubuntus has got those two guides on the majestic, renewed, magnificent sets, how to complete those for all the characters. There's the Solstice Key Fragment Fast Find Guide from 360 Game TV. The Path of the Scribe Locations, again from 360 Game TV. Fallout Plays this week has done another shotgun video. So, a shotgun's still good. Based on how many times I've been killed in PvP by them, I'd say yes. <laughs> but I haven't watched the video, yeah. so I don't know. <laughs> I think it's pretty much what we said last week. Shotguns are still going to be shotguns. If you're mm -hmm. up close, if you get baited, if people are running at you, shotgunning you, you're still going to die. And again, yeah, I found the same when I was playing, because this week for one of the challenges on the armor pieces, it was go and play competitive um, PvP. So I jumped into the competitive P PvP. There was also a challenge on my challenge card from one of the previous weeks to go and play X amount of competitive. So I went and did that. And it was, it was just shotgun rushes. Although admittedly, I wasn't in my best loadout. I just took my Titan who had his Yotan hey. and um, my messenger. So I wasn't really set up for it to kind of counter these things. I'm thinking of maybe looking at a couple of other builds to kind of combat that, but. Well, apparently these new shotgun changes have made it so that Lord of Wolves is back in the meta. Have you seen that video? We spoke about that last week. That, that uh, no, we didn't. Not Lord of Wolves. We did. You, was I here for that? You were here for that. I don't think I was. You were. I don't think so. Hmm. There was um, a video this week about Lord of Wolves being back in the meta. So Yeah. That, that doesn't mean that we didn't talk about it last week. We did talk about it last week. And uh, side note on that, I do believe that Destiny Fun Police, who's heavily into his shotguns, especially the Chaperone and the Duality, has found out that those have got a subsequent nerf. Uh, these are the slug shotguns. So Chaperone's range has been brought down by like a meter and the same with Duality. Um, if you want to look at those, he's got two separate videos on those. I'll try and find those and stick those in the show notes if you are interested in what he found out. 
Drew Vanguard goes over the new PvP meta for this season. Admittedly, you know, he jumped in day one and he goes over a couple of weapons that you may want to kind of take a look at to combat some of the, the changes. And um, if you want to change up from being a shotgun ape, it might be the video for you. Also, Cool Guy this week has pointed out in his new video, Melee is back. And several builds or several ideas of how to pair with weapons and combinations of exotics on bringing back the melee because it is back because of the shotgun nerf which is quite nice so titans with their insurmountable skull fort their synthesepts so parody be happy you've got the ophidian aspects for the warlocks which uh, extend the melee range which are really good for those and then you've got um i don't think he, i mean he touched briefly on some of the hunter ones but the hunters are quite deadly with their you know they can do a melee dodge and get their melee ability recharged so yeah again melee is back and then a fun cool little video from above the youtuber above respawn he's done why you should always always reset your valor hashtag movie of the week and it is definitely worth a movie of the week it's very very funny so go and watch that check that out uh that will be in the show notes if anyone's interested in seeing that so respawn are you looking for a teenage clan on pc ps4 xbox nope but I can tell you who is. Oh, okay. Go on then. No, I, don't, I can't tell you who is. What I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who is. But um, there's a clan looking for people. Whether or not you're people looking for a clan, that's another story. Uh, the name of this is um, The Abaddon. Is yep. that the name of it? Yeah, The Abaddon. Which, by the way, is one of the worst demons you can come across i don't know if you know much about uh theology but abaddon is the only demon that both angels and demons fear because he's no. not inherently evil he's just no, a not badass necessarily. not necessarily yeah. they all yeah. fear the night demon as well <laughs> anyway so good name especially if you're into theology uh if you're looking for a teenage clan for pc playstation 4 xbox one for destiny 2 uh, you're looking for a teenager-friendly Destiny 2 clan? We are at Righteous. I'm sorry. We at Righteous are a friendly clan made up of teenagers. Okay, so the clan name is Righteous, not Abaddon. I see. All right. So the clan name is Righteous. Uh, they're a friendly clan who are made up of clan. Under. What happens so, when you hit 18? Do they kick you out? That's I guess, maybe. Yeah. Just don't tell them how old you are. Dun, dun, dun. The goal at the Righteous is to create a comfortable environment for Guardians our age to play Destiny 2 in and not have to worry about others being double their age. As of now, we have a total of 53 Guardians. 23 of us are on PC. We have 25 on PS4 and 11 are on Xbox. Wait. Wait. So 23 plus 25 right there alone is 51. Plus 11 is 62. 23 right? plus 25 is 48. 48, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's 58, 59. That's not math, because they may be accounting for people that are cross-play at the moment. Like, you're on PC and you play Xbox. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, with cross-play releasing very soon, it would unite us all! We're open to all kinds of Destiny 2 players, as long as you're under 18. Um, so if you started playing a few days ago or have been a part of the game since Destiny 1, you're welcome to join. We do use Discord to communicate. We also have a Me6 economy system. I don't know what that is. 
uh, in our server, which many of our members find very fun. You know what that is? Me6? No? Okay. Um, there's a verification system in order to confirm the clan is safe and comfortable environment. Verifying is not a hard process. All that is required is evidence of your age. Oh, they're serious about this age thing. Um, you do not need photos of yourself or any personal information, just evidence of your age. This could be a date of birth, school classes, anything that verifies your age. DM me if you'd like to join, and we will get the ball rolling then. Thanks for reading. Well, I have an anime shirt. Does that mean I'm under 18? <laughs> anyway. Um, I, will link the, I will link the uh, Reddit post and the clan link on the uh, Bungie page if anybody's interested. So, Fuzz, as you're here, is there anything else that you want to kind of discuss with, with us two about Destiny? Uh, when are we expecting that crossplay thing to come through? Well, I think the new season starts on August 25th. Mm. So and uh, how quickly can I train you to do the uh, Divinity runs so you can start taking care of it? <laughs> I, I learn pretty quickly. I just, yeah. you know, I just like to mess about with the respawn when he's trying to tell people what to do. Uh-huh. And that he did. Well, I mean, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. It's always a pleasure to get to hang out. Look forward to raiding with Night Demon. Come crossplay. And, I mean, I feel like that's one of the better things Bungie's finally doing, even though they could have done it a year ago. You say they Imagine could have done just... it a year ago, but could they? Why not? How many? There are a bunch of other games who do crossplay. Oh, yeah. And as soon as they did the the system linking, they could have. I mean, the balance is going to be crap, but it already is between mouse and keyboard and controller players. So <laughs> it is definitely is. But I'm just looking forward to crossplay in general because there's a lot of people that are going to be happy once crossplay is live because they're all like, "Hey, respawn, you want to come play? My Xbox is three time zones away, dude. I'd love to, but I didn't bring it." So, in general, I think it's going to be fun. You know, Demon will be able to play more uh, on, a, on a platform where you can actually have more than seven frames. <laughs> Sorry. That's never not going to be funny. Those, those are a um, quality seven frames, sir. <laughs> no, that is a slideshow. That is Destiny via Microsoft freaking PowerPoint. But, doesn't matter. Um, I'm just looking forward to crossplay for a lot of reasons. I have a feeling... Fuzz, we're going to be doing a lot more raids come crossplay, dude. Like, uh, not just the newest raid, like all of the raids. So, <sighs> going to be fun, fun. Make skizzle dizzle. So, Fuzz, from what I'm getting from today's conversation with you is that you'd like some more improvements in strikes to make them more playable. To to go well, yeah, to go back and play. So, would you like to see strike scoring come back from Destiny One, or like the different modifiers that we had? You remember when Destiny Two originally opened up, and we had the nightfalls that you had to jump through hoops to get the time, or do you had to run over the pools to, of light to kind of get the time? Little things like that to improve or just change the strikes up, as well as maybe bring some other strikes back. What do you think? I don't remember anything that you're talking about. Do you so both? the whole the whole modes of time was interesting, but ultimately mm. a frustrating mechanic. It was, but it was fun on occasion. Uh, more more than anything, variety. Because but say 
like so, like today i was running strikes while we were recording and yeah. i did that god awful hive one on the moon i don't remember what it's called yeah help me out here i did that four of my six strikes Ooh. from the pool that is so disheartening and just like dragging on my soul that I'm just sitting there doing the same strike again and again. And she's got those stupid damage gates. If you don't get that initial damage pop off. Yeah. And it's just why? So, I mean, you know, some variety, some better rewards, something I'd like to see them put the same amount of effort into the gameplay that they do the Eververse. Yeah. I mean, say like with like the, the little pools of time that you had to collect, say if you, like you do at the moment with Grandmasters, if you kill all the champions as you go along, you have a higher chance at getting like the cores or an exotic to drop. Maybe if they did that in strikes that if you collected all the pools of light or you went to all the different rings or you did X amount of something to to beat it in a certain amount of time, you had more of a chance to get exotic shards, uh, the golf balls. Just, just a chance at that in a regular strike would be nice than just have the drops at the end, two blues and a, and a whatever. Just and a thank you very much, pat on the back. You've done your three strikes of the week. You've got your pinnacle and, and you can get out of here. I think... They need to make them more desirable to play over and over again. The the repeatableness of, you know, maybe have the shots, the the strike scoring as well, like we had in Destiny One. Put the leaderboard up. You know, the the featured strike for this week, if you can get into it, is going to be the one on the moon, like you just said. You'll have more higher chance to play it this week in the strike rotation, but you've got a higher chance if if I say instance you are the group that managed to do it in the strike playlist for that week and you get the highest score maybe bungie give you an exclusive emblem for doing it for that week and it is a specific emblem for that strike each week so they have a different emblem for each strike at hitting whatever you know if you're number one number two number three a different version maybe a different color for each version but very similar just more 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 stuff to attain really looter shooters gotta have loot hmm yeah, or just, you know, if the strikes would drop you an enhancement core, you know, guaranteed, or something. Because well, you, you don't get anything from it. You can put stuff on your ghost to enhance that. But if they made, like, the strike scoring, something there to give you to attain, I think that would entice people more to go and play those activities. I, the same with Gambit. I mean... We had that post, I think, somebody a couple of weeks back. We don't play your... Gambit here. <laughs> in one of your respawn reports, the, somebody was saying that I've paid X amount of hours, but the amount of points that I get for a loss is nothing compared to when I get on a winning streak, which right. is how I feel when I'm playing Gambit. Like, I'll go and play, and I play, you know, just normal. I just click the button, I go and play Gambit. I, sometimes I'm not on with a, you know, a group, so we can't pub stomp everybody. And um, I, I end up like on a 10 losing streak and the points are ridiculous. And there's there's no incentive for me to actually play that playlist unless I kind of play it through once to reset my 
infamy and that's it i've got my golf ball out of it i don't need to do it again i've got the emblem why would i put myself through that again unless i'm going for the title and then i don't want to do the title because i've I've already got it i got it the first time that it came around it doesn't interest me to then go back in and beat my head against the wall for the points that don't really matter yes i can put things on my ghost and have the chance at getting x amount of things but it's yeah not fun I found it fun before they changed it. <laughs> right, but you just said you're not going to go do the grind for the stuff because you don't enjoy it. it it's, no, it's, I don't it's, enjoy it. Right, I... It's lacking the fun factor. Yeah. Because if you're not going to grind for rewards, you're going to play it because it's fun. If it's not fun and there's no rewards, why am I going to do it? Mm. There, there needs to be something in there as well that's, you know, more than just again, dredging plus two. If it if you know if there's not going to be rewards, it needs to be a fun game mode. Not you know I'm either rolling with four guys from the clan, and we are just you know stomping everything, or if I have to solo queue and I might as well just AFK because we're going to get put up against a four stack and get stomped. Yeah. So it. Indeed. Something. So you don't play that game mode at all then? No. No, I don't. Like unless unless someone's got a quest or something and like I'm helping someone with a with a quest line or there are three other people going, "Hey, you want to be our fourth for Gambit?" then I'll play Gambit. But other than that, yeah. I wasn't even doing Gambit for the pinnacles. No, I don't think I was as well. <laughs> it's just one of those, you know, I don't like this. I'm not going to do it not even for the pinnacle. <laughs> I don't know why people are always hating on Gambit, man. Gambit's fun. I like Gambit. It was it was fun. I I will say that I did play. I regularly enjoyed playing Gambit. Not last season, but before they did the big change of everything and got rid of Gambit Prime, I enjoyed playing like the two different modes. I had the choice, but yeah, since they've changed it, and it, there's something that that's that it's not. Glad really I spent good. time getting all that armor. Yeah. <laughs> I've still got yeah, I wish they'd have brought back the the Gambit armor though, in like the really cool one with the red glows and the green glows and the yellow glows. Oh my god! But they it's didn't. A, it's Even if you point. unlocked it, they didn't bring it back. You got the medium glow versions. It's an dumb. <laughs> so how how do you feel about uh, the lost sectors, the three tens or the three thirties? You know the. The master and the. the uh, master I still version. don't have the helm of Bacchus after forty-two runs. <laughs> uh, so not great. It's, it's something that's enticing not... you to keep going back and playing. Oh no, I stopped doing them. Okay. I just don't do them anymore. I... The drop rate's not there, I... I... and the fact that I can get nothing from a chest really, mm. really makes me feel good about doing those. Oh look, you got a blue. Hey, you got five hundred glimmer. Congratulations, you got. Nothing. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, I, th- I I do agree with you. If you are soloing those things, then there should be more than just a couple of blues at the end of it, and maybe an enhancement call. Just like when I got... if you manage to solo flawless it, like there are some triumphs for it. Maybe you are guaranteed. You should be guaranteed something from it. That would give more people incentive to actually try and go in there without dying, and you know. Maybe there's a mode that you can select that's solo flawless uh, attempt 
and you get a golf ball at the end of it. You don't get any lives. So if you do die, it automatically kicks you out. Something like that. So you automatically get a golf ball and a chance at getting one of those exotics or an exotic as well. Yeah, it's something. But the drop rate is not there or rewarding. Like uh, the Falling Stars Curus, I got on my second run on my Titan. Yeah. That was, you know, awesome. Great. Haven't touched it since because after that exotic the rewards aren't worth the effort. But then don't you go back in and see if you can get a different roll of it? Because maybe that first one, like many of them, isn't the best one that you get. You have a chance at then going back and, and playing it to get a different roll, and it's a higher chance of getting the newer exotics than it is the older ones. But that would require it to actually drop for me. And I mentioned earlier <laughs> that my RNG luck is not what you would call good. Okay. Look, but, like I said, 42 okay. runs, no Helm of Bacchus, the only exotic I'm missing in the game. <laughs> but it, it keeps you going back with the thought of maybe going back and getting it. No, it's, 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 I really hope it doesn't become meta of some kind because I'm not going to go get it. <laughs> but what do you think in, in general for exotics? Do you think in general exotics drop far too frequently? Uh, not for the way the random rolls are associated on armor pieces. I I still don't have great rolls on a Celestial Nighthawk, and I've been looking for a good roll on one of those for two years. Okay. But yeah, I, I, so you don't feel that there, there's too many exotics dropping in the game if you're playing constantly? Like if you no, go and do really. a Grandmaster... You get a, you know a stronger chance. You you do the whatever the the lost sectors. Okay. But I mean, I've got I've got the weapons. I, so all I'm really going for is new armor rolls. Yeah. And again, you run into the problem that most of those pieces of armor are just shiny uh, collectors' toys and don't actually have a place in the meta. So there's a handful of armors I'm actually looking for. Hmm. But then, if you're only looking for a handful of armors, why why don't you use the legendary lost sectors and the master lost sectors to then see if you can get rolls on those um, armor pieces? Because very same... bad drop rate. <laughs> but if you do the master versions, you have a like a a lot higher chance at getting those. Uh, you say higher chance, and it's still like I might get one every twelve to fifteen runs. Okay. That's those are about my numbers. Like I realize <laughs> I realize not everyone's numbers are as bad as mine, but that's that's no. about the average I'm running somewhere in there. So at that point it becomes, you know, is what I have good enough versus the potential time investment for a chance at a better role or could I go do something with, you know, my friends in the team looter shooter that's actually fun. And I, yeah. I will enjoy, or I could go, you know, Sherpa a new clan mate through a raid or work on a new raid title or a triumph or just anything else. Like if I'm alone and there's nobody online and I just, you know, want to go kill some aliens for a half hour. Yeah. Okay. I'll drop into one of those lost sectors, but as like a primary use of my time to try and farm the exotic drop rate's not good enough for me. Like, to justify the time expenditure because i work i've got a life i've got responsibilities so it's not like i can be a streamer and play for 12 hours a day and get paid for it yeah 
No, that's fair enough. I've got your, you know, cliche nine to five and I come home and, you know, I want to enjoy what I play or feel like I've accomplished something or working towards something. And you go, you know, 10 runs, I get an exotic that I wasn't looking for and it's a bad roll. And you're like, all right, well, great. That was a waste of time. Let's put it for shards. Yeah. Anything else you can think of that you'd like to discuss with the game? Uh, no, other than I look forward to giving the Master Vog a chance and uh, getting back to you with you guys on how you feel about it, or how I feel about it with some of our uh, raiders. Yeah. Mm. Cool to get some feedback. What's the that. minimum for that again? Buzz? 35. 35, yep, I'm still too light short. Oh, well. Sad face emoji for you. Sad yep. face emoji for me. I'm there. And it's one of those, we just got to figure out who else is there and then pick up some folks in LFG to round out the numbers. Because I know, again, a lot of a lot of our Raider folks this season are bored with the seasonal activity again. Loot's not there. It's not fun. It's just another Vex slog. So they kind of, you know, play the story missions and go, huh, that was cool. I like the way this is going. And then they don't play. Or they do the VOD challenge and they get off. Yep. So you're not the not liking the expunge missions to get the weapons and and the uh, overrides. I mean, they're okay. They're not. I don't hate some them. Of the weapons are nice. Yeah, some of the weapons are nice, uh, but I'm not thrilled. I don't like the the recaster again. I still think it's not as good as when it originally came out. Because we are playing slot machines with a grindable resource, and I feel like the original way, because I remember having to do about 60 rolls for a gnawing hunger before I got my god roll, mm. and I just don't, you know, get, hold on, what are they called? I'm I'm sitting in the helm. And you could get, very specifically, a weapon, not a choice between that weapon and another one, right, for the first time? Because right now it's a 50-50, you can get... Uh, a machine gun or a pulse rifle, or you can get a grenade launcher or a machine gun. Right. Or, on, so you're you're at a fifty-fifty on whether you're going to get the gun you want, and then you've got to roll the slot machine on your perks. Right. And, but and the first pick... season, you could very specifically pick what weapon you wanted, right? To roll on. Uh, no, it, it was still a fifty-fifty. But the thing was, it didn't oh. it didn't cost a very large amount of seasonal currency i think it i think it was just shards it, it was something that was like stupidly cheap so you could just keep rolling and my limiting resource there was the umbral engrams yeah and like for the season of the splicer again the decrypted data is my limiting resource which is the resource you have to put in to focus the umbral engrams and the amount of time it takes to grind that stupid resource to oh, speaking of resources uh Correct me if I'm wrong, right? But this season, you're wrong. The same resource, cool. The same resource you use to decrypt or focus an Ingram is the same resource you have to use to unlock stuff for the servitor, right? Correct. But in past seasons, weren't those two different resources? One resource would unlock, let's say the 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 interactable. In this case, is our servitor, and another resource was being used to focus them, wasn't it? That is also correct. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought so, because I was like, having the same resource for both is stupid. 
because you can pick to either upgrade the servitor or focus an engram, but you can't do both. Because I'm, and that's I'm sitting. I don't have my splicer gauntlet fully upgraded yet. Mm -hmm. And you know, do I focus engrams or do I upgrade the gauntlet? Like, where's exactly. where's where's the give and take here? Like, what exactly. can I justify? You know, hoping that the roll is good that I wasted that resource, so I have to go yep. grind out a couple more overrides. <laughs> and none, and none of the none of the servitors, at least in previous seasons. They had nodes, which would make at least one aspect of this cycle cheaper to do. But this one doesn't. This one doesn't make any of the resources cheaper in the cycle. If I, yeah, I don't think it does. Let me double check. But no, I mean, all the, res all the resources cost the same from beginning to end. All the servitor does is make the encounters easier for you or to, like have a chance to have a, a thing spawn which will drop resources for you or whatever, right? So you have additional platforms. Well, that's useless, right? This one is uh, the chests have increased rewards. Okay, whatever. Laser wall defenses don't hurt as much. Meh. Defend combatants now have a higher chance to drop ether. Higher chance is still a low chance, so that's kind of meh. Um, ammo replenished by ammo crates is slightly increased. Uh, the ether capacity is increased for your gauntlet. Again, not cheaper, just higher capacity. And corrupted vex chests can now drop one piece of seasonal gear with high stack. Right, that's it. No, nothing in the in, in the servitor makes the resources cheaper to focus engrams, uh, or makes them more plentiful by a nominal amount to focus engrams. So it's just. And then you have to use the same resource to do both. So they've doubled what you need the resources to do and have given you no way to make any part of this process cheaper. And that boils down again to my time investment versus potential reward argument. Because a lot of people right. are, yeah. you know, like you or myself or Respawn here and we work, right? Yeah. So, all right, we have a limited amount of time to play. We have, you know, lives and families and stuff that also require attention. So is it worth that, you know, time and effort here to do that when it's also not, you know, inherently enjoyable? Yeah. And you can't force your kids to do it because they have their own accounts they want to do it on. So that got it. I mean, I did enjoy Season of, uh, what was it, Season of Dawn, where we had the obelisks and mm. we had the sundial. So you could literally play the sundial, get the whatever the currency was, and then at the end of the sundial, you could then turn it into the sundial to get the different um, weapons that you wanted, or you could go to the different obelisks on the different planets and bung the resources into those and get specific weapons, and you could just target those specific weapons. Because I remember like getting, I think it was the Traveler's Chosen. Oh, I was all it? about those Steel Feather Repeater rolls. Oh, that was so good. But yes. Still feather repeated. So judgment five. I plowed so many of those resources. And it was just as simple as play the activity, get the resources, and plonk it straight in the thing. And I understand that that's kind of what they're doing now, but they've added that that yin and yang version of, oh, it could be this or that. And you're like, I don't want this or that. But, but they're not doing that. It. That's the whole point, is before you would just plunk your resources yeah. into your engrams to decrypt them. But now you have to divide those resources between either upgrading yeah. the gauntlet or focusing an Ingram. 
Oh no, season yeah, it was season of dawn. Sorry, where we had the obelisks and the the sundar. But I'm saying you don't you didn't even have engrams at that point. You just put the resources into the obelisks or at the end of the sundial to get a chance at the weapon, and you clicked on the weapon that you wanted. It wasn't oh, yes, you could get that a sidearm or a shotgun, and you have a fifty fifty chance. It was just you pick what you want. And at the moment, that's, that's what I was referring to, Fuzz, yeah. when you could actually pick the weapon that you wanted to get a roll on. Yeah. And then uh, one of the upgrades was it would give you double rolls. So you pick the Steel Feather Repeater, and instead of getting one Steel Feather Repeater, you got two Steel Feather Repeaters. So yeah, you got you... double the chance of getting the God Roll. No, that was perfect. Yeah, I the... love that. It was in the vein of the Menagerie. And, you know, yep. based on anecdotal evidence, Menagerie is still damn near everybody's favorite seasonal activity. Yeah, and uh, when they improved it so that you could get, you could, you know, the amount of, um, you you pop the chest once and it gave you like the three or four rolls of the one specific thing that you wanted to get, that was the best time. I mean, apart from having to run backwards and forwards through, you know, the different spawn locations and, and um, uh, charge up whatever it was, the, the chalice, wasn't it? And then see how many rolls you could get that way. I mean, where people were running backwards and forwards five times to get five different rolls. I think right, but you you, you, you yeah. felt like you had a chance of getting the role you wanted when you were getting like two yeah. or three of the gun and you could choose what you were getting. Not yeah. a coin toss if you're gonna get it and hope that it's a role you want. On top of having to use that resource to, you know, make it easier. Like what what would it have been if you had to use the runes to upgrade the chalice and on top of picking weapons with the runes? Yeah, uh, that that would have that would have caused problems. It's again a resource management issue, and Bungie has had resource issues since the onset of Destiny Two, and mm. they just keep adding more. I mean, I think the only way that they can counter that if they bring it back to you pick the specific weapon that you want, and you can just go after that weapon as many times as you like, is that they'd have to expand the perk pools on those weapons to stop people from getting the god rolls straight off the bat you know there's more of a chance and that'll give you more random different roles. more potential unique possibilities for that gun you can try new perk yeah. combinations I, I see no yeah. problem with that no i don't either i, I enjoyed trying to get the, the traveler's chosen that I, or the traveler's judgment that i really really wanted i didn't get the god roll but i got two roles that were kind of good for me at the time and I've still got those in my um, vault. I'm okay, just, you didn't I get the god roll, and you were able to get double rolls on the weapon you picked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that there, the slot machine right there is working against you, and now you have of of the chances you had to get a god roll there, you have twenty five percent of that chance before now. Hmm. Because now you're only getting one weapon, and it's a coin toss to whether you get that weapon or another weapon. So it's half and half again. And it, the reward, again, the reward doesn't feel worth the grind for a lot of it. Well, all right then. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, completely understandable. Hopefully, Bungie, you know. They're moving forward, and I'm using air quotes there, moving forward to try to, you know, change things for the better, but they're just moving away from a good thing that they had, right? So the original one that Demon was talking about, where you could pick that very specific weapon, 
and then choose to have a roll of that very specific weapon that that was the best that's what they should have you know done and and stayed doing that but they've chosen not to and i don't understand why so whatever i think that's all i've got night demon well um unless there's anything else i have to get ready to go to a brazilian festival here in florida Ooh, sounds fun yeah at least all right well then i'm gonna have to do an ending it's lucky i've written this down so i know what i'm saying oh it's more fun when you don't know what you're saying I know, but that's why I have to write it down. So thank you for joining us. The titans of this ensemble are myself, Night Demon, and the missing in action for the second week in a row, Parody. Your hunter is the leader of the Respawn Army, Mr. No One Respawns in Real Life. What's that? Our law scribe, staking out Grandma Stranger Danger, is not off. Still not back with us. Um, there is some more law coming. I, I have got it. He has recorded it. It is there somewhere. Just having time to edit it and get it in the show. Um... Your guest parody for this week has been the phenomenal Fuzzco. You can email the show at twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com. We are on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter. You can find us on Facebook at twotitansandahunter. Find your favourite guardians on Xbox Live, Respawn on PC, Fuzzco on PC, because apparently he does Rage Shoppers. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. And that's it. I'm just going to leave you, just like that. Oh, no. Say goodbye, guys. Deuces. Happy hunting and throw more grenades, guardians. <laughs> Bye.